Let's do a little cheers here, buddy. Oh, yeah. Cheers, man. Mm. Good stuff. Good stuff. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Having Said That with Landry Griffith. I am your host, as you probably have guessed, Landry Griffith. Be sure to check me out on uh, Facebook. That's just my first and last name on Facebook. You can find my Instagram account. That's Having Said That LG on Instagram. That's geared mostly towards the podcast. The uh, Facebook is just my family and friends and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, we are definitely a proud member of LMK Productions. That's my boys, Mark and Ty. We got Mark Youngblood with the Pick 4 Podcast. We actually just recorded our first um, episode via, I guess, Skype or Teams or whatever the heck program we use with Mark being up in uh, the Pacific Northwest and Washington. And listen to that episode. It's out now. And the you would never know we weren't in the same room. So that actually worked out pretty cool, which gave me some ideas to start reaching out to guests that are no longer in Lubbock. Um, go check one that one out though. We did our yearly Mark Madness bracket. We did a uh, Tom Hanks movies, which was cool. Pick sixteen, and there are matchup in brackets, and uh, you will be very surprised which movie won first place. That was kind of cool. Um, of course, check out the boy Ty King with the Win Loser Ty podcast. T Y E. He is out there slaying, having celebrities on and. Major League Baseball players and football players and the most recent, uh, the offensive coordinator for Texas Tech. That was pretty cool. Um, we officially have a couple of sponsors here for having said that. First one is going to be most important. My uh, my sidekick, my PIC, my partner in crime, Miss Cassandra, has actually started a side gig recently for Botox. We are legitimate now called Kiz My Botox, K-Y-Z My Botox, little pun there. Um... Reach out to me, reach out to her if you have our contacts uh, to start scheduling. We're about to get that up and running. We've got clinic space. We've got everything we need. Uh, pay attention to you. I'm going to pretty much everybody that's my friend on Facebook or the LMK page is going to get an invite to uh, her Facebook page very soon. I would appreciate it if everyone would follow her and help support us. And I can almost guarantee, I don't know for sure, but I can almost guarantee that our prices are going to be... Uh, a lot better than some of the more local people that are, I think, personally charging a little bit too much. We want everyone to feel comfortable in their own skin and just do something on the side. So kiss my Botox. We also have, and this is actually very important. I hope everybody listens well to this one. A good buddy of mine, a good friend of the podcast, Mr. Bradley Veal. He's been on a couple episodes. He's going to come on in the next week or two as well. Is an ex-military vet. He spent a lot of time in the Army, I believe, in Iraq. It could have been Afghanistan. I don't want to give away too much of his story because that is his story to tell on my show in the next coming weeks. Um, he is a very, very big promoter of... We all support our troops when they're there, but they come back, and a lot of times these people feel like they have nobody. They have nothing. The anxiety, the PTSD, um, the physical toll on their bodies, of whether they've been in a firefight and stuff. So Brad is a physical therapist, so he's going to start offering some really cool um, physical therapy treatments. I'm sure he's going to get all sorts of other medical uh, people involved. Uh, but he has started up his own organization with the websites up and running. It's called Operation Reset. It is a local chapter here in Lubbock that he's got started, and I'm sure he's going to try to make this nationwide as the years go on. Um, me personally, I'm a huge fan of the military. I'm a huge fan of anybody that's willing to put their lives on the line in order for me to start a stupid-ass podcast talk, talking about nothing. So shout-out to Brad. Go check out his um, 
His website, it's opreset.org, O-P-R-E-S-E-T.org for Operation Reset. One of the biggest things they're promoting is getting any and all vets that feel they need it a uh, service animal. I think he has one himself. Badass looking dog you can see on his page. But let's support Operation Reset. Um, I think we all probably know and any vets. and it, It's only a matter. Uh, I can't even imagine what they're dealing with internally. And we try to uh, support that the best we can. Moving on with all the mumbo jumbo. We have an amazing guest here today. This is going to be, we've been trying to plan uh, this for, I feel like over a year now, yeah. kind of back and forth. Not, you don't live in Lubbock. I'm busy. You're busy. We got lives. We got wives. We got kids. So we made this work finally. So um, I will say, so a lot of people, I think that thinking, you know, drinking whiskey and bourbon and all that stuff is just about drinking like your, uh, your R&R and your Jack Daniels old number seven and taking shots and getting as drunk as you can, which I'm not saying nobody does that and that's not fun, but I think whiskey in general, bourbon can be more. It can be about community. Having said that, um, there is a local chapter that my man right here started up called the Lubbock Bourbon Society. We always refer to it as LBS. So if we start talking about LBS as the conversation goes on, we're talking about Lubbock Bourbon Society. So without further ado, my man, Mr. Manny, what's up? Welcome to the studio, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. We've been talking about doing this for it does, ever. It seems like it's been forever, almost since the time, you know, we first met. Um, you know, you've been to a lot of our volunteer stuff. And so, you know, I, I feel, I, you know, there's, Doing this for you is, is the least I could do. I mean, you and Cassandra have been to a lot of our volunteer events. Absolutely. I, in fact, I think, so I've been to, I think I've been to every single one yep. of them. So I knew it was going to eventually happen. It's just a matter of when. But like you said, kids, schedules, and all that kind of come Well, it's funny, sometimes. too, and I kind of want to just jump right in. It is and Cassandra, when, before she left a minute ago, when I was saying, I was like, yeah, he's in town from Midland. And she goes, wait, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we have the Lubbock Bourbon Society. But yeah. I don't first of all, most importantly is, what do you, are you like, the founder, the co I don't know how, like, what do you, yeah. So it's funny how it all started. Um, March 18th, which is right, right around the corner. Yeah. Will be LBS's uh, third year in existence. Oh, wow. That new. Yeah. So March 17th, I'm actually born on March 17th. I'm a St. Patty's day baby. Nice. So I remember having this conversation with my two buddies, Jeremy and Ben. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, the day that LBS was created, I actually was living in Houston at the time. Okay. I was here visiting <laughs> the in-laws and I was trying to tell Ben and Jeremy that came in, Someone make this group up. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do it because it's going to be a lot of, uh, it's a lot of work. I mean, I can only imagine. Yeah. And so, you know, I've lived in different cities, you know, Houston, Denver, Oklahoma, um, actually Houston twice now. And I've been involved in all those local groups. Okay. Um, so seeing kind of the rules and, you know, everything that's gone on all those groups, I was like, you know what? I'd love to see a Lubbock one. I've never seen a Lubbock one. Someone needs to do it. Yeah. I just didn't want it to be me. Yeah. And so the guys who were like, hey, Someone do it. So I just did it. The day after my birthday, set it up. Height of the pandemic. So it was, it organically just happened because everybody's home and drinking uh, alcohol. It was actually like, it yeah. may have been like the perfect time. It to was. It, it literally was. And so, you know, from there, uh, it just kind of, kind of grew. And, um, you know, as you said, it, it started off as a, uh, as a, just kind of a hobby enthusiast group. Um, but Really, the biggest thing that I wanted for this group to eventually 
Uh, and it was kind of one of those things just seen in the futures. I wanted to do something more than just educate and bring people together. I wanted to do something good for the community. Yep. So pretty much from the envision, from the start of that, that was the ultimate goal. And I just didn't want to tell anybody about it because <laughs> I didn't want it to freak people out. Like, Well, yeah, I agree. Know? I think that you probably did that the right way. Um, so first of all, anybody that's listening, I don't even care if you're not a whiskey drinker. You know, we were just talking before we hit record. My wife... Although she's really starting to understand whiskey and have an appreciation, she's not a big whiskey drinker. Yeah. She prefers vodka. She's a Chilton or Red Bull vodka girl. She's a, like an active member of the group, even in making posts and liking everybody and having conversation. Um, go follow the LBS page on Facebook because it's like, to me, it's like a community, right? It's not just people, oh, bro, I got messed up at the bar last night. Haha, <laughs> drink yeah. whiskey. That's not at all what it's about. I cannot tell you how many friends that I've made that I don't even know to this day what they look like. But I feel like we're all friends. You know, you someone posts a bottle of a, you know, picture of a bottle that they may have found or that they really enjoyed and everybody starts commenting on yep. it. The next thing you know, it's like you feel like you know these people. Absolutely. What you've created is, I'm sure, exactly what you wanted to, but I feel like it's been a success and what you had in mind. Yeah, and I think a lot of it comes stems down. In fact, probably one of the best compliments that I got was a buddy I met through the group. Uh, his name's Kent, and you know he's a big hunter fisherman guy. Mm. And he's like, man, I'm on all these Facebook group posts, uh, groups for my hobbies. And he goes, I'm an LBS, and he goes, the one thing I can say about LBS is there's none of that that kind of the bullshit, for lack of a better word, that is involved with a lot of the other ones where people are like dissing on someone for not having this type of gear or this, yep. this, and that. It's yep. very, people are very welcoming and just really um, not, they don't put anybody down. And that's... It's all about like, I don't even know, I like to say community probably yeah. over and over. Yeah. You know what's kind of cool too that I really enjoy about this is I think a lot of people would imagine it to be like a more male-driven thing, which obviously there's a lot more men than women mm-hmm. in this group, but there are a handful of women who are like having a blast. Kathleen. Yeah, Kathleen's. She's that girl a, yeah, knows she's more awesome. about whiskey. She's probably <laughs> right. forgot more about whiskey than I'll ever know. Every time we have gatherings, I'll sit and chat with her because no, yeah. she's big Garrison Brothers fans, and I know a lot of you listeners are rolling your eyes. Everybody hates on Garrison Brothers. Me and Kathleen love that shit, so yeah. I don't even care. Uh, but the, Cassandra gets involved. Yeah. There's, I think, a girl, Sharon, maybe. Like, everybody, mm-hmm. like... It's welcoming to women, too. It's not just a bunch of dudes. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? That's pretty cool. You know, and that's, you know, one of the things that I've had this conversations with the guys on the board is, and we're going to get it off the ground sooner than later. I've actually thought about it was going to happen this weekend, but we've had some uh, scheduling things. But we are very interested in doing a Bourbon 101 class. Oh, my God. That would yeah. be so much fun. And so by doing that, we want to bring in, um, we want to make it not so fearful or so uh for lack of a better word, pompous, I think. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of yeah. the times that are people are hearing about it, they're like, oh, well, this, my buddy's got all these bottles and blah, 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 blah. But also to attract, you know, there's a lot of women and even a lot of male friends that would love to know more about it, but they don't even know where to begin, yep. you know? And so I think just the, and it would be like the real basics of it, like just terminology, what makes a single barrel a single barrel versus, you know. Your bottle and bond, what yeah, the roof even exactly. means, things like that. Yeah. Just a little uh, shout out to myself if you're ever curious and want to learn more. I did a an episode like on the earlier stage or two. My buddy's called Whiskey Knowledge. Go find that one. That one was pretty fun. Uh, kind of like where the term bourbon even came from. Yeah. I'm just going to ask you, do you know where the term came from? You know, there's a lot of things out there. You know, some people talk about Bourbon Street. They talk about, there's, I don't know if it's 100% known. Yeah. But I will tell you the story I was told at the uh, at Heaven Hill Distillery, okay. which we know is um, 
the the distillery for I would assume most people's one of their top bourbons, Elijah Craig, right? Yeah, we gotta go a bottle some uh, Elijah Craig barrel proof, so on and so forth. Anyways, at the distillery, they were telling us that at least the story they're carrying is Elijah Craig was one of the first guys to actually put moonshine in a barrel. Okay. Allegedly, we're gonna take it from there. Sure. Um, and he did this in order to get the barrels down to Louisiana. They put them on, I don't know what river it is. I'm not super good with geography, mm-hmm. but there's a river that goes from Kentucky down to Louisiana. So he would get it in the barrels and Asia, and it could float down there. You know, I'm sure they had like boats and stuff sure. helping, but this is all during like, you know, I don't know if it's during prohibition or pro- it doesn't matter. Sure. Um, so that came from the county. Bourbon, bourbon. Yeah. bourbon counties up there in Louisville, like right, right around Louisville, Kentucky, right? Yeah. So whenever people loved his stuff more than everybody else's that were like trying to sneak stuff down there, so they would say, "Hey, give us that bourbon county whiskey. Sure. Give us that bourbon county." And then it just turned in like we want that bourbon. Yeah. So at least that's nice. the story they're yeah. telling. That's the one I always tell people that bourbon came because it's the coolest story I've yeah. ever heard. Yeah. Well, you know it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of stuff in bourbon, just like with any hobby, it doesn't matter what any hobby is. Like, I've never considered myself, like, an expert. And, like, yeah, so it, it, it's, like, almost like doing these one-on-ones. It's kind of like, oh, man, I, who am I to be doing, mm-hmm. even thinking about this? But I think sometimes we just kind of look over the fact that we do have, especially, you know, people such as yourself, we have probably more knowledge than someone who's never been involved in that mm-hmm. hobby or whatnot. So we can at least impart that uh, knowledge. Um, but, yeah, there's, I mean, I've never considered myself an expert. I definitely um, don't have some of those... Uh, abilities like earlier we were talking about how Cassandra could pull out you know smells yep. and tasting yep. you know I'm not probably as um, great I'm, at about I'm doing trying that to learn but yeah. I can't do it man you know there's there, there's a couple guys and the board like Steven Nava for example he he's one of those guys that can kind of pull out these things and I'm like you know I've never thought about it but I, I see and smell that Travis, now Travis Hernandez is very very it's almost a talent he has an app called Distiller that I'll follow his reviews on and he'll get bored and do reviews yeah. and I'm like how did you even come <laughs> up with this stuff the kind of the cool thing is to me too though is and I've done research on it this isn't just me talking but a lot of the tastes and smells that you get I, from what I've read or a lot of uh, what you've experienced in Absolutely. your life and nostalgia that and stuff, it may bring you back to a certain time or place yeah. I can't do it I can tell you that it tastes like bourbon like usually it tastes woody I can tell you woody some of the spicier ones and fruitier ones but I can't tell you like I was saying that Cassandra does like oh that tastes like sandalwood with a hint of chocolate covered Girardelli cherry she'll do that I'm like what are you doing here yeah I mean at the end of the day um, excuse me I, I think one of the things that when it comes down to it, it's like yeah it's either good or not you either yeah, like I'm, it I'm you're gonna enjoy it and that's at the end of the day it doesn't matter if you're a uh, a rookie or a connoisseur it's you just know if it's good or not you know i think one of the things that when i got started really getting into like trying to taste bourbons and sampling and doing all that stuff is you almost feel guilty if you're not drinking it neat out of a Glen Karen glass and so on and so forth. And I was talking to Travis. I'm, I talk about Travis a lot. Travis is actually the reason that I even found out about okay. LBS and got into bourbon. So a huge shout out to him. He's cool. one of the better friends that I have. Such a wonderful dude that I work with. That's how we met. Yeah. Um, and he finally told me one day, because we, we were talking about like, do you mix it with Coke? Do you drink it neat? Do you drink it on ice? However, and he said, dude, the best way to drink whiskey is your favorite way to drink whiskey. And I was like, that makes so much sense. He's like, if you prefer it 
in a Diet Coke, then pour that shit in a Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. If you prefer it on ice, cool. If you prefer it neat, which I do, mm-hmm. drink it neat. But we're all here to have a good time. Why do you don't have to feel guilty because you're not drinking it neat at yeah. all in Karen, you know? And, well, and I guarantee you the distillers would say the exact same damn thing. They just, as long as you're buying the right, enjoy it. Enjoy you know? it. Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, yeah, there's going to be people that throw shade on how you do this and do that. I, I'm definitely not one. I mean, I, yeah. now granted, you know, if I'm going to open up a, a GTS or something, and, yeah. and you want to make a big pour of it with Coke, I'm, I'm probably going to... No, like, let, are you let sure me, about that? Let but, me show you which yeah, whiskey we yes, can pour in this exactly. Well, I'll give you one that you can pour with yep. your Coke, because you probably won't even... You're not going to be able to tell the difference. You won't you know? appreciate this. Yeah. But overall, I mean, I have a buddy of mine that's in Colorado, and, uh, you know, kind of going backwards here in time, uh, back in 2011 through 2016, I lived in Colorado, and that's okay. kind of when my, my uh, I guess, I wouldn't say my love, but I really started... Uh, trying to find certain bottles sure. and stuff of that nature. Sure. And I had a buddy of mine named Riley Webb. And uh, at the time, I think it was like 2011, 2012, we're like, we got to find this bottle of Pappy. Like that was mm-hmm. that was on mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. agenda and we were going to find it. And we started off getting out to these liquor stores like at, you know, five in the morning, four That's in the morning. Awesome. So much fun. And so he, you know, there's a running joke we got with him because he loves to mix stuff with Mountain Dew. <laughs> that, and, that's an interesting yeah. and so in fact, we would go chase the Stranahan's they would they do a, a yearly release called Snowflake Okay. and he'd get the Snowflake that we'd been sitting outside forever <laughs> and he'd go make it, mix it with Mountain Dew I'm like dude so seriously so it was kind of one of those things where you know I still wouldn't recommend that because that was also a special bottle but people do it and I mean, at the end of the day, as long as you're enjoying it, who cares I'm a big fan of the fresh crack you know, when you first open a bottle Pour it just a little sample, even if you have to, in in something glass. I wouldn't do it in styrofoam sure. or plastic. Swirl it around, you know, and I'm sure all that will be taught in your class on the proper, mm-hmm. and sure. I'm using air quotes, on the ways to pull out smells and do the Kentucky chew, Texas chew, Tennessee chew, whichever yeah. state you're in is going to tell you they invented that. Yeah. Anyways, get that first pour neat and then add a couple drops of water. Yeah. I think that's like the best. But then after that, you're going to drink it how you want, unless you're doing your, he said GTS, that's a bottle called George T. Stagg, but yeah. it's like impossible to find and can go on the secondary market for thousands of dollars yeah. don't mix that with your milk <laughs> right. yeah that's always my thing i always 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 which i prefer it neat anyways but i always try that first i'm not mixing it with anything i'm yeah. not putting ice in and not because i want to really be able to pull out see, see what it's all about yeah and i think i'm the same way i always try everything neat and then i almost always add a little bit of water to see if it mm-hmm. opens up like i felt like for example here you got so you have all three of our picks here that we've done. So mm-hmm. thanks for supporting us. But the Stranhams is a prime example of this. Like that thing to me just opened up when you had a little bit of ice, mm-hmm. a little water in there. And it I prefer it better that I mean more that way. Um, one bottle that I posted, it's been a probably a year or two back, that I just at the time, I haven't gone back to it, but Blanton straight from the barrel to me was so damn hot. I did not like it. It's very hot, but it's unbelievable. Yeah, I have I, I like that on a ball of ice. A yeah. cute ball of ice. Yeah. That to me it sings in. But yeah. to this day, I mean I mean maybe, you know, palettes change over time, but yeah. I don't know. Like when I see that Blanton's straight from the barrel, I'm like, damn, I don't that's hot. So I you're talking about like the hot ones, meaning higher proof. Um I used to just drink beer. It was all beer, beer, beer. I was part of like a beer of the month club that my wife had okay. got me for a gift once. So you get like a 12 pack of mm-hmm. stuff from all over craft distilleries, loved beer. <clears throat> Slowly started transitioning into scotch. I remember the first time I ever even ordered a glass of scotch. I don't know why I remember this, but it's, we were eating dinner at um, Las Brisas Steakhouse. Yeah. Fancier place to eat. And I was like, man, I don't really want to order a Coors Light with a 
$50 steak. <laughs> right. So I ordered a, a glass of Glenlivet meat, right? Okay. And I remember Cassandra like, what are you ordering? I was like, I don't know, babe. Something just feels right about this. I don't know. I can't explain it, but just roll with it. Loved it. And I was a scotch okay. fanatic for a very, still love a good okay. pour of scotch. My dream vacation would be go to, to go to Scotland oh, and nice. go to some of the um, the tours, the distilleries there. So, I mean, I had had whiskey. I'd had bourbon. Mm-hmm. I say whiskey, but you know, bourbon, some sure. rice. Didn't really have a big collection of them. I think I when I started this bourbon endeavor, I probably had about 15 to 20 bottles of scotch um, from Johnny Walker blue down to, you know, a bottle of monkey shoulder and everything yeah. in between. Right. Um, <clears throat> anyways, Travis and a couple other buddies at work were talking to me. I was just talking about scotch one day. He said, dude, you know, like this is cool. Join LBS so on and so forth. Started talking me into buying some bourbon. So I did. And I remember the first couple that I don't remember what bottles there were, but just like maybe like a uh, maker's cash drink, things like mm-hmm. that. Holy hell, did those kick my ass. Yeah, yeah. You take that first smell, and it's like you it takes you back a little bit. The first taste, I cough like a little girl. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Travis about it. I was like, dude, I kind of feel like a little bit of a bitch. And he's, <laughs> and he's like, well, you're used to scotch, which is yeah. almost always the lower, like, 80 to 85 proof. Now, all of a sudden, you're trying to drink 140 proof. Yeah. There's a big difference. I was like, that's actually a good point. The reason I bring that up is uh, Travis and our other buddy, Stephen Turnbow, that we work with, um, who's part of the, the group as well. Anyways, they were kept talking about, like, man, I only like it hot. You know, they were almost, like, being D-bags about it. So I thought, like, oh, you know, 120 or higher, this and that. Mm-hmm. And then I was telling them the other day, I was like, holy shit, y'all, like, put me into your little cult of high proofs, and that's where that's where my sweet spot is. I'd yeah. say from, like, 115 to 130. Yeah. But I'm not like some people, and those guys, they're not big fans of lower proofs. I'll have an 85, 90 proof bourbon mm-hmm. all day. Yeah. But it is funny, kind of, you talk about taste buds change and really what you prefer. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing that I'm, I'm a big advocate for, at least in my head, I am. Um, so, you know, we're upon Lent season, so one of the things for Lent um, that I've been trying to do is just, you know, kind of cut back on my, my whiskey drinking during the week. Mm-hmm. You know, not that I'm like pounding them you know every I'm night a poor yeah, yeah. but now it. i'm just trying to like you know limit it to the like the weekends or whatnot mm-hmm. but in even doing so um what i found is like those five days or whatever they may be that i'm not drinking when i do decide to have my first pour everything is hot for me mm-hmm. my my palate's not used to that ethanol the heat and so i'll drink like a lower proof um you know 90 proof thing and it's like man i'm just tasting heat i yep. can't even taste yep the flavors that are, should be associated with this and so, you know, kind of like taking that break off will definitely reset your palate. And that's that, interesting. And, and so that's something that I would challenge a lot of people just to try because it does give you that appreciation for those lower proofs at that point. That's interesting. I'm going to tell Travis and Steven to yeah. just try that for like one week. Yeah, try that. And then you're like, oh, my gosh. And so and then you won't even consider like, oh, my gosh, I don't I can't start off like when I'm kind of just in my little zone, like I'll just kind of go to my high proof because that's no I know what Same. I like because my yeah. ethanols. I mean, I'm. My palate has yeah. already been accustomed to that, and now yeah. it's just picking up flavors. But taking that break off, man, it, it resets it. For That's interesting. Yeah. We were, it does for me. <laughs> well, we went to do the Heaven Hill Distillery. We did a really cool thing. If anybody's thinking about going to do the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, which I know a lot of our listeners, um, hopefully a lot of people from LBS are going to listen to this episode. Sure. But they're always posting about what to do there. My probably favorite thing that I did when we were in Kentucky is we went to Heaven Hill to do the Bottle Your Own. Yeah. Um, they give you a, a pour of Elijah Craig barrel proof, 
a pour of Bernheim weeded barrel proof mm-hmm. and Larceny barrel proof. The lady that ran that was unfucking believable, yeah. man. You would not believe. First of all, she's just like the sweetest old thing. She is, I'm assuming, retired and like this is her yeah. retirement gig. Nice. That lady knows more about whiskey than our entire group will ever even want to yeah. know. It is insane. <laughs> and she was so good at her jobs. Just unbelievable. We had three little pours, and every time I coughed so bad. And Cassandra, like, to the point where she was flat out embarrassed because <laughs> she wasn't coughing. There was other girls in there. There were some, like, 22, 23-year-old yeah. guys in a part of this tasting, and no one's coughing. And every time I was like, I got to the point where I tried to hold it in because one time the lady stopped and looked at me and asked if I needed a water. I was like, this is so funny. <laughs> they do, though. It's still, like, whenever I have a hot one, even still, and having a more developed palate for this stuff, they yeah. give me 100% of the time. I'm- Just I'm excited to try that. So actually, me and my wife are going to um, to Kentucky uh, in the first week of May. Have you ever been? I've never been. I've been on a bucket list. Yeah, for the tour, you're not going for work or anything. No, actually, we we're, we're actually going for the Kentucky Derby. So we're going to be there for the Kentucky Derby. No. Yeah. Way. Yeah, that's it's been a bucket list, and so you know, marrying that with. Uh, you oh, know, I have a I have a, a Glen Karen that's from the Kentucky. Oh, nice. I thought I brought it out. I didn't get it out, but yeah. So we're gonna be there for like a week. So I, the very first tour that I did book dude. was the Elijah Craig one. The bottle your own. Yeah, and and honestly, the reason I booked that more because I'm a big you know Heaven Hill. Uh, I'm sorry, the Elijah Craig. Yes, absolutely. Um, I love the barrel proof, but that. Um, food pairing that we did with Evie yeah, Mays. Yeah, we at Evie Mays. The Bernheim that you brought. Unbelievable. It was the best bottle. And there were some awesome Dude, bottles that night. There were some heavy hitters. There were probably 200 bottles there. That's the only bottle that I remember that I was like, I got to get. And, you know, thankfully, I don't know if you knew this, but they, they're actually making that um, a regular release. Now. Are they really? They so are. at the time, and it's funny because when you do that tasting, you don't have to bottle your own bottle. You could yeah. just do the tasting because you got to pay for the bottle. Um, you get one bottle per person. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course I chose an Elijah Craig barrel proof because that is always I can't see a bottle of Elijah Craig yeah. if it's a hundred or less I'm buying no, it same same hundred percent of the time. Yep. Um, not that Larceny's easy to find, but I've seen Larceny yeah. enough, and I was telling Cassandra I was like, and this was before I even tasted that Bernheim. I said we have to get this one because it's a distillery only release. Mm-hmm. And it was so good. It was. I didn't realize that they're starting to... Because you can find Burnham small batches and yeah, stuff like small that. Batch. So they just made that announcement, oh, probably a couple of weeks ago. That's awesome. That, so, uh, in fact, I've, I've seen some pop up on some secondary and they're, you know... Yeah. But I, I just... I really want to get one of those. So that's my wife's going to be with me. Yeah. Hopefully she gets the burn high. Yeah. I'll give me Elijah Craig. Yeah, that's what we did. And the cool thing about that is, too, is, you know, I don't... This isn't a Elijah Craig podcast talk, but, you know, when they do their different batches, A121, so mm-hmm. on and so forth... That one is its own, so you're not getting, even yeah. though you're getting something that's released to the masses, that exact batch is only there. So yeah. it's a Y, I guess, for, I'm assuming the Y stands for your. Yeah. Um, it's Y, whatever month and whatever it is. Mine was like Y, 12, 21, or 20. I can't remember. It's irrelevant. Yeah. But, so that's pretty cool, too, because yeah. it's still one that no one else will ever have, even Absolutely. though you can find Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Yeah. Um, that, we did not do the tour. If and when we go back, and I even say if because we're going back, we don't sure. know when. Um, I would like to tour Heaven Hill. It is gorgeous. Yeah. On the way to Heaven Hill, and it's probably five minutes before you get to Heaven Hill is Jim Beam. Okay. Um, if you don't have plans to do a tour or to do a tasting at Jim Beam, schedule to leave about 45 minutes earlier than you would to Heaven Hill because you can't drive by Jim Beam and not stop. Yeah. As soon as you drive by, you see that big, beautiful white barn that's on all of their commercials yeah. to grab your attention. So we pull in there, 
personal opinion, that was the most beautiful distillery we really? saw because it just happened to be on a like a pretty hill. You know, it's yeah. just gorgeous terrain yeah. over there. What was the coolest thing is I did not know this. So we walk in. Um, they were very strict about masks at the time. So getting a mask, and it was in a, bo- a box of bookers, like the masks were. Like they turned the, the booker's box into like a little shelf. It was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Anyways, I'm walking up to find Cassandra. I'm like, hey, babe, I didn't realize that bookers and Jim Beam were the same company. And as I'm telling her that, she's got two bottles of bookers in hand. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, where did you find those? So just a fun tidbit for you to have. Yeah. They release six bottles of bookers a day, only two at a time. Okay. Um, and they don't put it out on the shelves where they have all of their other product. And I was talking to the lady because we found them, I wouldn't say behind a t-shirt rack, but there was like some zip up jackets and stuff. And they were just kind of hidden there. They weren't hidden, hidden, but you would have to know. Yeah. You had to really be shopping for clothes to find them. Mm. So I was just chatting with the lady that worked there. She said, you know, this is one of our better products. It's very hard to find. And we don't want the people who are waiting outside for us to open to come and grab this and leave. We want you to be shopping Mm -hmm. for just a Glencairn or a t-shirt and like find a gift. Yeah. And so they let out six a day, two at a time. And we happened to find the last two. Oh, wow. That was a plus to having Cassandra with me because it's only one per person too. So we accidentally found two bottles of Booker's at Jim Beam, which is new. Super, super cool. So I'm assuming y'all flew there? Yes. So how do you get all your bottles back? That's my question. We took each, like on the way there, like both our, we had two suitcases each. Um, they didn't have a lot of clothes in each. Mm-hmm. So that way on the way back, I had two suitcases strictly for bourbon. So I had like very thick jackets or hoodies to kind of line yeah. with. Um, you would not believe the amount of bubble wrap that I took up there. <laughs> and have you ever seen those, uh, the sleeves that you can put a bottle yeah, yeah. in and air them up? Yeah. Order some on Amazon. It's like 12 bucks for a pack of 20 or 30. Okay, it's cool. nothing. And it comes with like a little balloon pump. Uh-huh. So I put all my bottles in that air. Mm-hmm. I've never been more nervous in my life to travel <laughs> back. So I have the picture somewhere. I posted it on LBS when we got back. But there was, don't quote me, I think I got back with 34, 35 oh, bottles shit. of bourbon. Oh um, we saved up a lot of money to go on that trip. <laughs> that was one of those where like you just don't even pay attention to the price. Yeah, you're spending. yeah. But it was all in two suitcases, and I was I mean it was a nervous oh wreck traveling. Yeah. Um, we had to pay the extra money because you know a bags Wait. fly free unless mm-hmm. they're above fifty pounds. I think one of them was almost a hundred pounds. <laughs> but they you, they didn't ask me any questions at the airport. Wow. I did ask the lady to put fragile stickers on it, and mm-hmm. she told me she said I've learned the hard way. She said I am. Just being honest, she said, with Southwest, the people down that are loading stuff are all younger asshole mm-hmm. kids. This is her saying this. And she said, when they see Fragile, they don't respect that. They think, like, oh, who's this asshole thinking his stuff's mm-hmm. better than everybody else's? So I took the Fragile stickers off. Okay. Because she said that a lot of them will just to wow. be assholes will throw your stuff. But when we landed in Lubbock, before I, I immediately unzipped them before we even got to the car and just took a big whiff to make sure nothing smelled like whiskey. <laughs> we did not have a single cracked bottle. Wow. It was crazy, man. But what an experience. Any bourbon enthusiast yes. or someone who has a spouse or a brother, what, do you want to go on that trip? Go. It yeah. is an absolute blast. I don't care how long you go. It's not enough time. Yeah. I can uh, imagine. Yeah. there's. I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. I'm, man, just counting the days. Just counting the days. Heaven Hill. I must stop. We we tried our best personally. We wanted to do some tastings. We wanted to do some tours. Of course, you tour Buffalo Trace. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a no-brainer because there's so much history walking through there. Yeah. And I don't want to give it away, and you may know it, but you find out why they call it Buffalo Trace. Okay. And when you do, then it like makes you feel like 
you really realize where you're standing, and it's even cooler at that point. Do you remember which tour did you do? Because I've been looking at the hard hat tour. We wanted the, the two that were available were the Taylor tour mm-hmm. and the um, what did they call it? The barrel is it the barrel? I can't barrel remember. Tour? There's a barrel Taylor tour, tour is the one we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more in depth. It's a mm-hmm. little bit more time, but you get to see more stuff. But yeah. it books within about five minutes. Yeah. Okay. So they book all of their tours the month of. I think it's on a Thursday. They'll okay. do it the first Thursday of that month, something like that. Gotcha. Um. So we couldn't get into that when we did the. Uh, it was Trace Tour. There was the Trace Tour is what they call it. Okay. So we got to see a couple of. Yeah. The warehouses and stuff, but you get to do a tasting there, which is pretty neat. Yeah. Um, the cool thing about that is, is you don't know until you show up. One day they have Blanton, one day they have E.H. Taylor Small Batch, and one day they have Eagle um, Rare. Rare. Yeah. And then the other days you can get. Uh, I think they have single Welsh oak special reserve. I think I've heard that you can get the single oak project out there. Maybe occasionally. I don't know. That could be true. Yeah. So there's a Facebook page that's called "What Does Buffalo Trace mm-hmm. Have Today?" Have you seen that? Yeah. But now so there's, I, I think they're also starting to put that on their website now. They may be. That's yeah. pretty neat. So I just followed it. So the day mm-hmm. we went, we showed up early because they had E.H. Taylor small batch. So we each got a couple bottles of that. Mm-hmm. And then um, our last day, we set aside strictly for going hunting that day. Okay. Um, but I looked on there, they had Blanton. And I was like, babe, it's kind of out of the direction we were going to go mm-hmm. hunting, but it was like a 30-minute drive from our hotel. Yeah. We can't turn down a bottle, couple bottles of Blanton for yeah. cost at Buffalo Trace. So we yeah. went there, bought those, and just took off. Uh, which was pretty neat too Um, the hunting there though this is a I tell this to everybody this is an insider trick go hunting in Indiana okay it's a five minute drive it's the weirdest thing like we're used to Texas where everything's so far spread out from downtown Louisville to Indiana is a five minute drive no way craziest thing there's a river and then there's Indiana I don't know if you're a casino guy if y'all like to go to the casino there's a a gorgeous Caesars Palace really in Indiana it's like a 10-minute drive from where we stayed downtown. Wow. So we would do that every night because he was like, hey, I'm doing whiskey for you during the day. <laughs> At night, you're going gambling with Nice. Me. Anyways, we were heading there, and uh, I was like, let's just look around. So I called this one place. Uh, I had asked a couple of my buddies, what do y'all want while I'm down there? What should I keep my eyes peeled for? And a buddy of mine wanted um, some Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. No. Nobody had that. I could not find it anywhere, which kind of surprised me called some little tiny gas station. I'm not joking you when I tell you this gas station was smaller than the room we're sitting in right now. They had every bottle you could dream of at cost. It was crazy. (laughs) So we were already mixed that. I already had my bags packed, so I didn't buy anything else. I just bought me and him a bottle of Toasted Barrel. What do you think of that? I like it. I'm a fan of Toasted Barrel. I really like it too. 94 proof. Um, I actually got like backups. That's one that if I see it, I buy it. I am a big fan of the Toasted Barrel. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um... I think I've already gone through like two or three bottles that I have backups. <laughs> and we were leaving. And so I was telling that guy, I was like, man, I didn't think that um, Indiana would have all the stuff. He said, no one else does, which is why we have everything. Is Everyone always thinks you got to hunt in Kentucky because mm, it's Kentucky. Yeah. And that's what that guy said. When you come down here, always come. And I don't even know the town. It's a tiny little like a Wolferth to love it. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? But I called another store just to see, and like we were done buying stuff. But then uh, Travis wanted a bunch of the the benchmark foolproofs. This is before oh, they yeah, started yeah. like spreading those out. We wound up with four bottles of those at the next store for eighteen bucks a piece. Wow. It was cool. So do your hunting in Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so I, I brought this. It's I literally was gonna bring it just to and crack it open here, but. I was on in laws last night. And like, <laughs> I have no bourbon here. This little bottle. My wife yeah. is the f- biggest fan of the small bottles. Yeah. Yes. But I love the Eagle Rare store picks. Like I think I've never some. Had one. No. Yeah. 
have that. I mean, that's try some of that. It's it's pretty pretty tasty, man. I I really enjoy it. I I kind of. Anytime I have an opportunity to see an Eagle Wear store mm-hmm. pick, I want to buy it because it's so they can be unique and very solid. That one I was really surprised by it. My, Pretty good. My next blend just happens to be Blanton, so there's a little, there little irony there. That this pour was meant to happen. <laughs> Eagle Rare, man, that is a good bottle to find. If for those of y'all that don't know, if you ever see it, grab a bottle of Eagle Rare. It's always Absolutely. very well priced. It's uh, what's it ninety? Yeah, ninety. It's ninety proof. Uh, yeah, ninety proof. Great bottle. It's very great. underrated bottle, it I is. think. People like to hunt for it, but I think a lot of people look, oh, it's not strong enough. Man, that's a good pour. It's a especially solid for one. someone. Funny enough, so my we were driving through um, Snyder, this is four or five months ago, and uh, stopped at a couple stores there. There's a couple good little shops there that have some good hunting. And uh, saw a bottle of Eagle Rare for cost, so I bought it. And then my daughter's boyfriend was turning 21 like a week later. He's not a big drinker, he's 21. Yeah. That I told him, that's what I gave him. I was like, man, one of these days, maybe you'll start wanting to hunt. So this will be your first yeah. cool allocated bottle. And I said, just don't, like, don't open that up with your buddies to take shots at yeah. it. You know, if y'all want to enjoy it or maybe like your dad or whoever it is or me, obviously I'll teach you how to taste it. And he wound up cracking it open with his uh, stepdad that night and nice. he said he really enjoyed it. He's not a big whiskey. I think he's 21. I'm like, dude, if you don't want to drink, please don't drink. You're yeah. charging my daughter right now. But <laughs> if you are, I thought that was a cool little bottle. That is. So, I mean, I got a question for you. What got you into to whiskey and bourbon? Was there a specific moment or a... Man... You know, like I said, you know, it was the beer drinking and stuff for a while. Really enjoyed the scotches. And I liked, this is just my personality in general, is I don't like to have, I've never have been, I never will be set in my ways kind of guy. Sure. So when I say that for this conversation is, I know, <clears throat> excuse me, so many people, I'm, I'm a nurse, so I talk to a lot of patients, right? And some of the older men, they just want to sit and talk about whiskey and I'll do it all day. <laughs> but a lot of them are like, yeah, I just buy like cases and cases of wild turkey or you know r&r and stuff like that and i could never bring myself to buy multiple bottles of the same thing because the way i outlook stuff and i'm the same way with food is i tried this bottle of you know 1792 small batch right well and i really love that but what if you know prideful goat is good too Sure. So I've always been a fan of trying to get all sorts of different stuff yes. and seeing it. So that's what, like, I started collecting before I realized that it was a thing. And there yeah. was more towards scotches, but I would have a couple bourbons and stuff in there until uh, I met Travis. And Travis was the one who was, like, showing me pictures of his house or of his collection. I went to his house one day, and he has, like, a walk-in closet is what it seems like, <laughs> full of pours. And he's having to get on a ladder to pull barbas out. And I'm like, holy cow, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I thought I was doing good with my 12 bottles of scotch. Yeah. And then it just kind of turned into just this big adventure really quick. And that's how we really got into it. Really, honestly, is because Travis, Brandon Livingston, yeah, um, we were all taking care of the same patient one day. And then our pharmacist buddy, Steven, and we were just standing around chatting one day. And <laughs> Brandon and Travis and Steven and then this other friend of ours, Adrian Pedroza, who also walked, uh, works with us. They were all spouting off all these names and the stuff. Yeah. And I was like, what are y'all talking about? Yeah. And that's kind of like once I did it. So I'll tell you the first ball that got me into collecting. Um, Travis had told me one day, I don't know why this stuck in my head, but he said, if you ever see a bottle of Henry McKenna tenure, yeah. don't pass that up. It's unbelievable. It's hard to find. I didn't even know what the term allocated mean at the time. Yeah, yeah, okay? for sure. This was just a little over a year ago, believe it or not, yeah. two, two years ago now. Um, 
I'm now a member of Lubbock Bourbon Society at the time. Uh, not an active member where I'm posting and stuff, sure. but I remember someone had posted something in the specs, um, the glass case, and it was Henry McKenna yeah. Jr. Yeah. It was like 8.55 when I saw that. Like, and, you know, they close at 9. I'm not going to get there. So I went the next morning at 9.45 and waited at specs to open. I was there. Judson, who's a, a member who's always posting stuff. Yeah. I just was chatting. I didn't even know the guy at the time. Um, he was there to get a uh, gold spot, I think is what he was looking for, yeah. the Irish whiskey. Anyways, I walk in and the bottle was already sold out. I'm assuming like, you know, you post that bottle on the internet in five minutes, they're sold out. Yeah. I didn't understand it was that big of a craze. So yeah. that <laughs> same day I was called Cassandra. She's at work. I was like, well, you know, I thought showing up early would get it, but they sold out the night before. And she's like, well, let's just figure out what we can do. Let's make a day of it. We drove around, called every store in town. How do you know what Henry McKenna is? Yeah. And I didn't know people did this for bourbon. Yeah. But we found a bottle of Eagle Rare at Doc's in... Wolford. So I go there, I ask them, do y'all have Henry McKenna 10? I think I was heard, told that y'all might have some. And they said, no, nah, but we have, this is our allocated section. I remember asking the guy, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he explained it to me and I said, well, how much is that? And he just grabbed the Eagle Rear and he rang it up. And I was like, no, no, no I don't want to buy it yet. He's like, dude, it's like 30 bucks. I was like, oh, okay. So Eagle Rear was the first bottle yeah. of allocated whiskey I ever got. And that was on complete accident. Yeah. Um, it's a good bottle. I it mean, really, it, like, it was so cool to find that. I was like, now I get it. Yeah. Well, then I'm telling Cassandra, I was like, man, that Henry Mechanic 10 would have been cool. Now, she, that's her personality is, is you're never going to challenge her to anything ever because she's always going to win. <laughs> so now she's she's been challenged to find this bottle of Henry Mac, right? Yeah. So we call around. We can't find it anywhere. What's it like? I think at the time it was a $45 bottle. Mm-hmm. I think it's gone up since then like everything has, but... Um, I finally found one place and they had it for like 75, but we searched for this bottle for probably six hours. So finally we were like, just pay the extra money. Yeah. I bought it. I paid over cost, but it was, you know, one of the smaller liquor stores. I don't mind supporting them. Then Travis, like I told him and he's like, dude, don't feel guilty for spending that because he said, sometimes you got to spend a little bit extra. That was your first hunt. You know, there's other ways you don't have to spend that much money on over cost, but it was like kind of like a good, like buddy saying, Hey, don't feel like you wasted money. Hell no, I didn't waste money. That bottle's delicious yeah, anyway. So yeah. In that first day that we ever hunted, we found a we wound up finding an Eagle Rare and a Henry McKenna ten year all around town. I was like, this is cool. Yeah. Enjoyed them. Cassandra was driven from that point to go hunting. Yeah. She yeah. does all of my hunting for me. You know, hunting's it's almost like uh, a rite of passage just to to, to be if you're gonna get in this, you yep. I think everybody at some points does some form or fashion of mm-hmm. it. You know, um, one of the conversations that uh, Ben and Jeremy uh, had an when we started up LBS was there was a lot of hesitancy just being unsure if this is the right move because we knew that a shadow of a doubt that if this group forms mm. all the bottles that we were accustomed to getting <laughs> they're all gonna be it's gone gonna now. be gone that's an interesting and, take on that and it was one of those things where like you know when we do this we're not ever gonna get yep because that at that point in time you know but even it seems like it's been forever ago but 2020 we could go in and pretty much we knew what was going to be, you know, yeah. everybody now, let's just be honest with you. Everybody kind of knows when these drops occur, when, sure. when shipments come. So we had that schedule. We'd go and get what we want. And mm-hmm. sure enough, you know, it, but we knew that going into that. And I think that was one of the reasons, too, that, you know, Ben and Jerry and eventually Stephen came on, um, you know, it wasn't so much like a sacrifice at all. But it was we knew that we would probably gain a lot more friends that were in the in that community that hobby for the right reasons and the biggest thing is is just the willingness mm-hmm. to purchase something and open it and crack it and share it man you couldn't have said that any better first of all i never would have thought about 
And you said, like, yes, y'all did kind of sacrifice some of your own hunts, your own, we all call them unicorns in, mm-hmm. in, in, in the line of hunting. And it's like, this is the one bottle you never see that you could find, yeah. you know. <clears throat> That's actually pretty cool that y'all were willing to do that. So, like, from all of us at LBS, I'm sure we say <laughs> thank you because you knew that, like, once this is done, people are going to yeah. post that picture. That Henry Mac 10 that might have sent there for two days is going to be gone within 20 minutes. Yeah. And, and we also knew, and especially, I mean, at least I did, based on living in the, all these other cities, that probably the other side of that was mm-hmm. the unfortunate strain mm-hmm. that we'd be putting on employees. Yeah, that's a good and that's, point, man. And that I was the other thing that we fought with, you know, at least I did internally, because I know that, you know, the people, no matter where you shop at, you know, once this hobby um, kind of takes off, and it had, you know, you don't need a group for it to take off, but a group definitely simulates everybody and gets Absolutely. them on that. Yeah. And yeah, so, yeah, you know, I, I give mad props to those, to all the people at, at these liquor stores owners that, that come in. You know, these customers come in and they, you know, hey, do you have any blends? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so, you know, I'm sure it wears on them. Uh, we, we hear about it, obviously, in our group about, you know, these people have a allocation list and it changes and yep. the way you get. So it's part of, you know, part yep. of the hobby, unfortunately. It but is. at the same time, you know, you find people like, for example, you know, I, I mentioned Ben, Steven, and Jeremy. Like, I love being around these guys because it doesn't matter what bottle they acquire you're like they're gonna share and, and there's yeah. other people too outside yeah. of those guys yeah um that i've drank with and all that and it's one of those things where you know at the end of the day this hobby is it's you you know you have your collectors and mm-hmm. I, I throw no shade to them because yeah. i i myself am a collector so on mm-hmm. certain regards yeah um but at the end of the day like bourbon is meant to be drank and um Maybe it's for a special moment. Yeah, yeah. you know, you're saving it for that moment absolutely, or whatever. Absolutely, absolutely. But you know, uh, there's just a ugly side to bourbon that can turn people off. Man, you couldn't have said it better. Uh, when I kind of got into like the really the the collecting and the hunting and stuff, <clears throat> there's not a bottle that I have in my case that I haven't opened. And some of them I'll tell myself like, oh my god, I never like I was before we and I, we started recording. I was telling you how I found that Russell Reserve 13. Yeah. I didn't know if I was ever going to open that, but I bought it when we were in the process of building this house. So I told Cassandra, I said, the night we move in, the first night that we lay our heads in this new house is going to be Russell's Reserve 13. That was the coolest bottle I had, the hardest one I had found at that point. Um, So it was a special occasion. She got me a bottle of Garrison Brothers Cowboy that I've been wanting forever. For the day that our oldest graduated high school and I cracked it open that night. You know, so... You remember those moments, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and Travis kind of taught me that too. I know I'm talking a lot about Travis, but thank God for even meeting him and developing that friendship. You and I wouldn't even be sitting here talking. Um, He kind of turned me on to the idea that you have is, you know, some people collect them and that's fine. Um, some people flip them to each their own. I'm yeah. not a big fan of that, but I am part of all those. Yeah, oh, dude, like, yeah. You know, I'm a sucker for some of those things. Anyways, but I want to share and I want to share it with friends. And everybody knows Travis, Stephen, Turnbo, Pedroza, all these guys. Anybody that's been over to my house that's in whiskey knows everything in my cabinet is up for grabs to anybody that comes over. As long as it's people who understand that's and right. are going to enjoy it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There is nothing there that I take in a hide if people come over. There's nothing in there that I'm like, ah, I'd rather you not have that one. You can have multiple pours of the same bottle. I don't, you yeah. just don't kill the bottle without me <laughs> right, being there. It's right. pretty much all I ask. But Because I agree with you. It's about sharing and enjoying mm-hmm. with friends. Uh, Kobe Jones is another one that's a big 
kind of promoter of that idea. Someone I posted a bottle of something mm-hmm. or a different group that's not ours. It's a Amarillo group. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he had like ten bottles of the stuff, and he's like, "Man, like now the cool part is if you crack those open." And I was yeah. like, "He was kind of throwing shade." I it was funny. I laughed at his thing, but to each their own. You know, it's like we all do it. Together. But my my point of doing it is to enjoy it and to we we share the little sample pours all the time yeah. at work. It is not uncommon for multiple times a week for me to show up and be like, bro, Travis, try this one out. Sometimes I'll give them with the label. Sometimes, you know, hey man, send me your tasting notes. Tell me what you think and then I'll send them a picture of the bottle. Sometimes you throw somebody a curveball yeah. and it's, you know, something that you wouldn't expect. Sometimes it's an amazing bottle you'd never try. So that, to me, that's what's all fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. You talked about Blint and that just reminded me of a story. So, I just told you the whole hunting thing that I ever did was the first one was Eagle Rare and Henry McKenna 10. Before, I, I didn't even know what Blanton was. My brother-in-law lives in San Antonio area. And he called me one day and said that, yeah, my coworker told me to try this bottle of Blanton. He said, but you can't find this anywhere. And I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah. He said, people sometimes will pay um, like liquor store workers 50 bucks on the side, 100 bucks on the side. Be like, hey, if you ever get Blanton and call me, don't put it on the shelf. I'm like, there's no way whiskey does that. This is years ago. Um <laughs> I couldn't find it here, so I, we got to Vegas, and as soon as we landed one day, Cassandra and I go to Vegas all the time. That's our happy place. So we need to, we, I, I, earlier we, we were talking Vegas about Vegas, we, we need to go to Vegas. I, me and my wife, before kids, mm-hmm. we were going like three times a year. Now with kids, we, we go at least once, twice a year. Same. So there was one. We one need to go. Stand. We need we to go. Went, <laughs> we went, or two years, I think we went seven times a year in over oh two years. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. We pay for nothing when we're there. But. In life. Because, huh? You, you do Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much you get yeah. offers to go. We, we pay for nothing, but it's because we pay for everything. Yes. That's what I always tell people. People don't understand. Vegas does not make their money no, upstairs no, no, in your room. No, they no. make it you're gambling. If you're gambling. We don't pay for rooms. Yeah. We don't pay for flights. Yeah. Um, as soon as we landed, I called a liquor store that's on the strip. I had to take an Uber down there, but it's still on the strip. And I called him. I said, hey, do y'all have Blanton? He's like, actually, we just got two bottles in like 10 minutes ago. And I was like, oh, shit. Can you set them both aside for me? He's like, yeah, man. And sure enough, when I got there, he's like, hey, are you the guy that called about Blanton? I bought them both. It was Vegas prices, but it wasn't yeah. crazy. I think I paid 80 bucks a bottle. That's not good. No, it was not bad. And I remember calling Kenneth. That's my brother-in-law. I said, dude, I don't know what leg you're getting pulled. I just found two bottles within a matter of looking for five minutes. And then I find out that it's impossible to find, which is so yeah. funny. Because, like, so I didn't realize hunting was a thing. Because the one time I tried hunting, I found it on the first try. Yeah. <laughs> It was pretty. It was pretty funny. Well, you know, Vegas is so weird with the pricing because I've been there where yeah they have anything and everything you want, but the prices are ridiculous. Yep. But just last November, yeah, it was last November, not this one, but prior one. Sorry, um, I went into this place that I go to. It's a little bit off the strip. Walk in. I mean, they have everything. They have the whole Pappy line, BTAC line, and I look and I see because we were talking about this earlier. Um, EHL single barrel. Mm. He's got like. Four of them. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this guy's going to easily want 200 bucks. Yeah. yeah. And he was selling for 80 bucks. Well, it's so weird how they'll do that. But then you may have turned around and you had like a bottle of, you know, E.H. Taylor barrel proof for 800 bucks. Yes. Same yeah. store. So I asked the guy, I'm like, hey, man, um, I know stuff's usually one per, but how many of those can I buy? He's like, I don't care how many you buy. Really? I bought all four of them. That is amazing. I drank one. That was my first time having it. I yeah. drank one the entire time that I was there. Mm-hmm. Brought three back. Mm-hmm. Get one out. One of our LBS. It might have either been a Christmas event or something. And then I kept the other two. But that's yeah. Awesome. So, but yeah, it's there's a play. I don't know how how recently have you been to Vegas? Uh, probably. I think we went in November. Okay, so the Resorts World was there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, You've so. Been, 
few times. That place is pretty cool. So in Resorts World, and I'll like it's not a hidden gem. I don't like giving away too many of my places down there, but I will <laughs> yeah. give away this one because they are the most nice people you ever meet. Yeah. There's a place when you walk in that's called a Wally's. Wally's is a steakhouse that's there. It's right when you walk into the sure. casino before you even get to the games. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's sad because I was just walking around. Cassandra was playing some slots. I was bored, drunk, walking around. Yeah. And on the top, it's a steakhouse, but it also said um, Fine Spirits. And I was like, okay. is this a liquor store? So you, you walk in and everybody's eating, but if you just walk to the back, you don't have to talk to the host or anything. And they have a liquor store in the back. No way. It's not very big. It's like just a wall of stuff. And they have... Everything you now they did have uh, like uh, uh, Willerful Profile 107 for like more than secondary prices sure. behind a case, but they have stuff there. I can't remember what the first couple bottles I bought there, um, just sitting on their shelf, and they were incredibly nice. Is why I'm promoting this place mm-hmm. because uh, good business to me goes a very long way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I bought a couple bottles of uh, Smoke Wagon Uncut Unfiltered, some other stuff. Well, I got an I like became buds with this guy he gave me his business card I have his number so I always email him before we're coming say hey bro I'm coming from Texas I'll be there in two months set aside a couple things and he'll email me hey man just found a couple of these do you want me to keep them or do you want me to sell them and he's always stuck to his work nice. so I'll come there and be like hey my name's Landry and he'll be like oh yeah 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 we got you and like pull stuff from under the counter <laughs> that they've been saving for me for two months wow that's pretty Isn't impressive not that neat that is really but, cool uh, last time we were there I found a bottle of Little Book that uh, oh, nice. that they set aside for me which I had I'm a big Bookers fan so uh, I wanted to tell the Little Book so good uh, I found some pretty neat bottles there so yeah. check Wally's out at the place that I go to um, since you're sharing your places <laughs> there's a place called um, Stage Door okay. Casino off of Tropicana yep. in the Strip it's just right off it's kind of a local place mm-hmm. uh, there's like a little restaurant there but it's there's a liquor store attached and the guy I mean yeah he's probably a little overpriced on certain things but you can find some like the single single barrel just yeah. sometimes you can find that but that day that I got the single barrel or might have been the next time I went they had a, they bought a, bar- a barrel of Eagle Rare Mm. And they had an e-wear pick, so I bought a couple of those. That's awesome. Yeah, so you can find some good stuff out there. You just got to kind of look. We were looking when we were there one time for some Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Uh, buddies had raved about it. I always see people posting. You're one of them. I know you're a huge Barrel Proof. I think I bought you Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Yeah, you once. did, yeah. Um, and I had never tasted it before because I'd never seen it. Yeah. And I was just calling around one night. It was Cassandra's birthday. We went to a nice restaurant partied a little bit too hard that day and we were just having a good time so she said get on the phone call around and so i finally found a place that said they had three bottles of it it is me and two friends that wanted a bottle yeah. so i'm like oh yeah save them for me so i get there i have never seen it is the mecca of bourbon i promise you there's not a bottle of bourbon that has been made that they don't have there wow. all of the rare limiteds of the smoke wagons mm-hmm. every weller you can imagine it was weird though so like one of the rare limited smoke wagons they had was like 1200 bucks I'm like okay well I just spent way too much on an Uber to come here <laughs> so I snag up my three bottles of uh, Lifecraft Barrel Proof for like 65 70 bucks and then I'm looking and I was like man I said man if you don't mind I'm going to bother you for a minute I want you to like I'm going to tell you and he was he was climbing ladders telling me how much it was like no put this back put that back uh, I wound up dropping like 700 bucks there but I didn't even care we're in Vegas like yeah, yeah, that yeah. was my gambling money I'd rather spend it on a whiskey I can't remember what all bottles I got three of those a couple of fun stuff he was giving me some of uh, some cocktail glasses he gave me like six sugar free Red Bulls because I was spending so much money <laughs> it was a cool experience man um, but I remember walking back with my big ass box into the Venetian and the security guard stopped me and I was like what's going on he's like bro 
you have one of the biggest smiles I've ever seen on somebody's <laughs> face. I don't know what's in that box, but I am happy that you found it. And it was like such a cool thing. I was over the moon that night. It was so fun. It's funny. Uh, yeah, Speakeasy Liquor is what that one's called. Hey, bef- don't don't go to Speakeasy Liquor after dark. I was terrified. Yeah. It was not a good set of town. Wow. Hey, so before we get into any more um, whiskey here, I do want to kind of let you know of a, a little surprise I brought. Okay. All right. So I called you a couple weeks ago about um, a barrel taste or a barrel yes, yeah, pick opportunity. Two weekends ago. Two weekends ago. So... Um, we, we did the tasting, so what we're trying to do with LBS is when we do barrel picks, we, we're trying to bring in people from the group to do it with, along with the board, so with, with Jeremy, Ben, and Steven and I. And so, obviously, and I alluded to this last time, that you know part of the reason I'm here, too, outside from just other reasons, is that I'm very appreciative that you and Cassandra have volunteered so much time Absolutely. for what we've done. I want to get into some of that here in a minute. Yeah, too. so um, we... I reached out to you. I know you had to. You had a birthday party. Yep. Yeah. And so um, what I've done is uh, we we did the tasting and we made a pick nice. of a of a barrel pick. So this is one of the ones that made it. Earlier we were talking about how like hey you know the process of barrel mm-hmm. picking. Um, we've turned down several barrel picks just because we want to make sure that whatever we pick it's it's worthy of of obviously the Woody's liquors and, and the LBS name on it. This one we 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 felt it was it was such. What I did is I went ahead and brought, and they're small, so uh, because you know the quantity we have is very small too. But I brought a sample of all this. Oh what no we got to way! Try. No way! So what I would love for for to, what happens right now is that you're gonna try everything we tried. Okay. And I'm curious to see if you pick the same. Interesting. One we all That's cool. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so I'm gonna explain real quick while you're kind of doing that. Yeah. For people who may not know what Manny's talking about with a barrel pick. So, if you ever go into local liquor stores, I mean, even some of the big ones, Specs does it, Pinkies does it, but the local liquor stores do them a lot too. And I'm not just saying in Lubbock, anywhere you go, they may have like a, a section under, um, I can't think, you know, up front, they have a display, that's the word I'm looking for, that's called a barrel pick. And I'll post pictures of what uh, Manny and the team over at LBS have done. We've got three so far, a Steel Austin, Cash Strength, a Stranahan Single Barrel Cash Strength, and a Prideful Go Straight Rye Cash Strength. But what he's talking about when you talk about a barrel pick is you can actually buy the entire barrel. So, you know, whiskey comes in the barrel and they send you samples and Manny can get into way more of that because I don't know the details, but the point of it is, is you buy that specific barrel. It is made only for Lubbock Bourbon Society and Woody's Liquor. Shout out Special K over at uh, at Woody's Liquor because he always kind of teams up with the guys on that one. Um, and it's a release and once those bottles are gone they're gone so it's like a it's a collector's edition too so if you're ever just at any liquor store and you see that they have a barrel pick that's something that you'll never have again like you could still have a still lost in cash drink but not from that specific barrel which is pretty cool yeah and, every, and yeah and every barrel has so it depends again it goes back to that terminology of a small batch a single barrel you know barrel proof and all that uh, so this particular barrel is uh, that we did a pick on which I'm going to reserve I'm not going to let you know what... Yeah, co- I, uh, yeah. We're going to go completely blind with this thing here. But um, this one is a, uh, a barrel-proof, <clears throat> uh, single barrel, obviously. So it's one of these things where th- every barrel has a different flavor and nuance. And they mm-hmm. try to find mm-hmm. um, barrels that have similar quantities. And they make one big mass production of it, right? right so exactly. this is finding that one single mm-hmm. one. And 
they basically say, okay, you know, here are all these individual ones. You take, you know, a pick of this. You you, you try them and say which barrel is the best in your opinion. And if you want to buy it, you buy it. So we have here four uh, samples they sent us from this distillery. Um, each one of them is a little bit unique, but there's one that just stood out. And so as, as we go through this, mm. I want to kind of let you know kind of the things that we talked about yeah. when we did this. That's cool. Things to look for and, and why we picked what we end up picking. <clears throat> so when you reach out to these, I'm assuming you reach... Do you reach out to the distillery or do you have to have, and we talk about Kay over at Woody's. Woody's is a local liquor store here in town. So he's in touch with all the distributors. Now, is he the one saying to this distributor, hey, I'm interested in getting some barrel picks. So when when y'all have people that have some release, can you sit on my way? Or are y'all reaching out to Stranahan specifically? So that's a great question. Um, It's a little bit of both, right? So going back to the Stranahan's question, um, that one was something that, and as our first pick was something mm-hmm. that I really, really wanted to get. It was probably a little bit personal for me because I lived in Colorado for five years. I visited this, this distillery so many times. Oh, wow. And I was such a fan of their product um, that when they started releasing single barrels in Houston, when I was living in Houston, I'm like, well, we got to get one of these. And so mm-hmm. I tried for quite a while and um, things just fell through. And then at some point, I became in touch with Kay, mm-hmm. and Kay told me, and I, this was the thing that I knew that, that Kay was a legit guy. He goes, you know what? If you want it, we're going to get it. Nice. And I thought to oh, myself, okay. he and his wife are the nicest yeah, people they are the world. nicest people. And I thought, okay, this guy, is he fooling me full of smoke <laughs> here? Because <laughs> yeah, I just, so I'm like, <laughs> I've been working with someone from this, this, this you know, for a little bit right. with this uh, distributor company, and they're like, yeah, we'll get it, and never came in. It's like, I can get it for you. I'm like, right. And sure, sure enough, he did it. And I was like, That's wow. Amazing. So That's that was one of the ones I reached out to. I sent uh, Stranahan's an email and they put me in line with the distributor. And then that distributor, uh, we just couldn't make things work out. And then met Kay. He worked he, with he that. He figured it he out. He figured it out. Good and so Kay, that was all cool. on Kay getting that here. And, you know, to Kay's credit, though, he had never had Stranahan's. In fact, a lot of people in love probably have never had Stranahan's. I'll be honest, I hadn't heard yeah, of it until yeah. this release. And so... That was one of the ones that we, I, you know, I heavily reached out and, and thankfully things occurred. Now, um, Still Austin was a little different in the fact that we've, uh, Chris Seals, one of the, the owners of Still Austin, he reached out to LBS. Wow. Um, and, and I think this might have been before your time, but he reached out to us and we're like, hey, I got this distillery. It's new. We got all these, um, I think there were 375s. There were, there were mm. big bottles that he was, he goes, I'm going to give them to y'all. Wow. I'm gonna give y'all like however many you want. Just mm-hmm. get on the Zoom call with me and let me know what you think about it. Done. Like done. He br- he brought it down. He met up with Jeremy and and and, and we released him to our our members that signed up for this to get on the Zoom call. And then he came out and said, "Hey, you want to do it again?" I'm like absolutely. Of course we do. So we did two rounds of that. And Chris Hill he hand delivered them down here, here to us. That's amazing. And then through that partnership, through that little not one partnership, but at least that communication line, um, we you know. Um, we were able to secure a barrel and we did a pick and, and that thing sold out for us like in two weeks. It I'm was, not surprised. Yeah. Dude, still Austin cash drinks some of my favorite whiskey. Yeah. A lot and, of people aren't Texas whiskey fans. I, I like Texas whiskey probably more than the, 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 the big whiskey drinker, but whatever. Everyone has their own taste. I will say of all the Texas whiskeys that I've tasted, and I'm a big Garrison Brothers fans, love them or hate yeah. them. I love them. I think Still Austin's probably my favorite Texas whiskey. Still, for me, it is. Now, um, I've, I've recently came into um, trying some different ones. Yeah. Um, 
And I've there's actually a couple that I've been impressed with as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that um, here in the next few weeks or months, I don't know when, uh, there might be something that works with some That's other cool. some Texas, stuff. Texas stuff. But our, our final and third pick, the Prideful Goat. Um, Love it. That one, uh, Chris Hart. So I was a, a, I'm still a member of Houston Bourbon Society. Um, Chris Hart out there. I was hearing him do a podcast, mm-hmm. and he was he was mentioning that hey, we got we secured you know like 80 barrels or something like that. It was kind of a limited amount, mm-hmm. and he was like, we're gonna do a pick on this. And so as soon as he got off that podcast, I sent him a text or a, a Facebook message, like, hey buddy. Let go, me in on this. Go, now. Have, and at the time, we hadn't done a pick. I'm this like, is, yeah, yeah. I was like, is there any way we can? He goes, he goes, let me see what we can do. Yeah. And some time went by. It was probably about six months or so. And he finally came back and said, yeah, we, we can make this happen. And so, that's so, pretty cool. So all so these was another have, group helping. Another group yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, major props for Chris Hart for for allowing us to get this. So, I guess to answer your question, these three picks came with a little bit of work. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't really done one yet that's been through. Um, a distillery approaching us. I right. think with this one that you're about to try, there was a little bit of of that of a distillery reaching out, mm-hmm. and then also K doing his magic like he likes to do. Yeah. So this one here, um, pretty happy about it. It's 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 um, I won't say too much, but it's 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 probably more of the traditional way of whiskey bourbon than okay. some of these other ones. Maybe still Austin. I would still kind of consider more true, but straight ahead is so different being a single malt. It's one of the most different whiskeys. It, yeah, it's so, I mean, totally different. Yeah, best way. and obviously this is a rye, the yeah. the, the profile goat. But let's let's line these up here. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna line them up based on proof. That's the way we tried them. Nice. And so um, we have different um, barrels. So the numbers on here indicate the barrel, and so um, mm-hmm. the proofs. Just to let you know, we got a one fifteen point five. Okay. We have a hundred fifteen. 111.7 and 111.20. Nice. That's my sweet spot. So, man. so these, um, I'm going to go ahead and, um, let's see here. Which yeah, four do you? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get let's you. Do, yeah. Let's do these. Yep. Yeah. Let's do them like that. Perfect. We just went, speaking of, we just went to still Austin. Uh, I'd never been to Austin, Texas. Believe it or not, I've lived in Lubbock my whole life. I never went to no. Austin. So we, we took off a couple weekends ago and went and spent the weekend in Austin just goofing off and went and checked out the distillery, man. How cool of a place is that? I've, I've still never been to the distillery. You haven't been to the distillery? No. It, and took, it actually took me by surprise. I was like in a row of like hundreds of warehouses. And just to this one little spot, we went at night right before they, I say right before they closed, right before they stopped selling liquor. Yeah. Um, this one's clean still, right? Yeah. Let's do this one here. That way it keeps everything consistent. Yeah, we had an absolute blast. It's just a cool spot, man. Such a cool little bar, outdoor area, food trucks with oysters, which was crazy. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, it was a very, very neat um, place to have a distillery for sure. I really want to check it out. I know Jeremy, uh, another admin in our group, I don't know, a lot of people don't know this about him. He lives in Austin right now. And so he's out. he's been many times. He's been trying to get us to go out there. And It's so, a cool spot, man. It's definitely cool just to hang out with the boys. Yeah. So we will definitely, at some point, you need to snap a picture of uh, yeah this little lineup right here. I'll um. So those are those are it there. Sweet. So, so are we doing left to right? Left we're gonna right? go uh, here to there. So your left, my, my yeah. right to left. So what we did each time, obviously we nosed them all, but the one thing that um you definitely want to do on it after swirling is also kind of look at, I know this is probably more so done in wine, at least I'm not a big wine kind of source. So I'm talking on my ass, but 
when you swirl it, a lot of times you'll in wine you see legs. They call it legs yeah. and the yeah. oil in it. So yeah. so one of the things that we we looked for was legs, obviously the smell, and then obviously the big taste and the finish. So that one right there, uh, we'll call that number one for lack of a better word, is a 115.5 proof. Oh, I, I put these out of order. That's okay. The next one we're gonna have is 115, but that's um, yeah number 93. I'm gonna let you go with these because I've. I've already tasted them before. You know, you know, what I'm getting into yeah. yeah. Oh, that smells good. Mmm. It's more of like a well, I was gonna say creamy, but now I'm getting some spices off of that too. Yeah. I need my uh, my nose and my palate lady here. <laughs> Next, what I'm going to do, let me take a little bit of this and do this. It's just to see if maybe our tasting notes yeah. are about the same. So, just while we're kind of doing this, yeah. I want to also talk about, um, we talk about community outreach. I know there's a lot of bourbon clubs. I'm a part of like the Amarillo Bourbon Club. Mm -hmm. It's cool to kind of see some posts there, but I feel yeah. like that's new. They have like three, 400 members. So they're sure. up and running, which is why I wanted to join that. You know, yeah, it's yeah. just kind of cool. Um, one thing I think that you've done different than a, some other groups that I've been a part of or that I just follow is it's not just about people posting pictures of whiskey. Yeah. And I don't know if this was you, if it was the whole board in general, if it was a member coming up to you, like, hey, why are we not doing nothing? Um, I say community outreach. I'm talking like legitimate meals on wheels. Yeah. Um, what a humbling experience that we had. I had never done that before. Um, Jesus Christ, the things we take advantage of in life, oh, like eating food is yeah. crazy. And you've done that multiple times where we got the whole crew in, got our t-shirts on and just went and helped out for no gain to ourselves. I mean, yeah. we didn't, we got nothing out of it other than to help other people. Yeah. You know, a lot of this came, the, the whole idea of the nonprofit thing spurred a little bit from, so uh, a little bit about kind of my, my, my background is um, I'm currently an IT director at a STEM mm. Academy. And so my background is kind of education mm. with technology. And with that, I've been involved with different boards in Colorado. Um, and so being a part of a board that's trying to make change has been a passion of mine. Um, mm. I got my, my master's here at Texas Tech in, in uh, uh, public administration with a, a nonprofit management emphasis. Okay. So I knew if we, we try to do something nonprofit, a board would have to be erected. And thankfully, I know all those procedures. Okay. So when LBS started, I knew eventually I'd love to see this group be more than just about bourbon, yeah. which has kind of been our little motto or tagline, doing things bigger than bourbon. Mm -hmm. So once we got that formed, uh, or not even before we got it formed, all of these uh, group tastings that we had, I would meet people such as yourself and Brandon and Travis that were just, you could tell you're around a bunch of good guys. Good people, Good man. people. Good Great guys. people. Yep. And, you know, that just spurred, like, you know what? This is a sign that let's just do this because I can cool, guarantee man. these people will be there show up. helping. It'll show yep. up. They'll do this. And so um, through most of our events that we've done that have been either Meals on Wheels, uh, Toy Drive stuff. Yeah, um, Toy Drive is a big one. Yeah, you know, we've always tried to marry or pair like a, a bourbon share, bottle share mm -hmm. afterwards yep. right? as a sign yep. of thank you. And everybody just bring a bottle they want to share. Um, so it seems to have worked in terms that we have, thankfully, uh, 
we have a lot of reoccurring members such as yourself and Cassandra that mm-hmm. come to all of them, mm-hmm. and we got new people that are asking. Yep. Um, and, and you know, with a lot of our partnerships with Ebby Mays and now with Lubbock Bourbon, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Lubbock Brewery, LBK, we're getting a lot more eyes on us, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of, you know, one thing, and I, 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 I don't know if I should say this, but one of the things with our barrel picks that people don't know, okay. and Kay's very, a very humble, humble guy. You yeah, know that guy. That guy does yeah. not... I mean, I loved Kay before yeah. I knew Love at Bourbon Society yeah. existed. Yeah. I was going to the store and just so happy to talk yeah. to him and his wife. One of the things that have allowed us to, to do, like, you know, when you volunteer, you get a free shirt and you get a free mm. glass, whatever. Right. All those funds got to come from somewhere. And for the longest time, we, 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 we had a, you know, basically we were kind of fronting that up with debt or whatever. Mm. But now, after all of our barrel picks, uh, Kay. From every bottle donates money back to LBS. Does he really? He does. So, man, what, how cool yeah. is that? Like, and I, I know he's probably going to kill me for saying. Well, that. I don't. Yeah. I don't know, man. And honestly, it may not because I encourage people to go to Woody's all the time. Yeah. Be just, just to have a conversation with that man. Yeah, I mean, he. If, so, do, if you can have a conversation with Kay and not leave with a smile on your face, I don't know if I trust you as a human being. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you know, he is. You know, a portion of every bottle comes back to LBS, and without that, I mean, we wouldn't be able to. You know, give these shirts to the volunteers. Mm-hmm. Give them something, you know, just to say, hey, thank you for doing Appreciate this. Appreciate you. You're noticed. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and then obviously he, so, you know, we've got some other things going to LBK Brewery with the barrels and all that. The barrel, again, is donated from K to make this um, beer project that we have going on uh, happen. So, um, but the, the nonprofit side of the things has been the thing that I've been so happy about that yep. keeps me yep. really wanting to continue 100% full force. What can we do bigger and better? So here recently, I just made the post, I think yesterday before, that we are going to be another sponsor for the Floyd East Texas 635 uh, golf tournament. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, if you know if you live in Love Agreement, even if you don't, I mean, it's been all over the news, the trial, and it's a tragic thing that happened to one of our fellow uh, Texas Tech police officers. And so uh, to be able to support the group that Carmen, his wife, has started up after that tragic event to help yeah, to, to be able to help people that have that are in first you know uh, cops or whoever they may be that have been mm-hmm. in a traumatic event that they can get this help wow. you were talking about the the vets that have come back mm-hmm. with you know mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing maybe on more on a you know first responder level here um it's something that we want to help that's part of our mission with our nonprofit side is Providing food to people who need it. Yep. So that's why we have that Mills on Wheels. Helping chil- children that are vulnerable children. So our partnership with um, Children's Home and then first responders. Mm-hmm. So last year, the golf tournament didn't happen. So, you know, thankfully Ben and, and Juan Munguia went out and they had a local uh, school develop cards and thank you notes. And they took them to all these first responders. Wow, uh, yeah. Fireplaces. That means uh, more than people yeah. realize, man. And you know, got them some donuts and cards and said, "Hey, thank you." You know, um, and so we really want to be involved uh, to to be an uplifting spirit, if if nothing else, to these groups that have really, at the end of the day, they're they're. And I mentioned this in a, in one of the news articles that they're kind of the pillar of our community. Like without those guys, first responders, you know, um, you ain't lying, man. Yeah. So we, we try to donate food to, uh, we try to teach our kids that. So at, at Christmas time every year, we make goodies. Mm-hmm. We go to a couple of the closer fire departments. We had a, at our old house, long story doesn't matter. We had a, a transformer blow up wow. behind our house. Luckily it just caught our fence on fire and whatever. But we made sure it was like, holy shit. Like that's when it really became real that yeah. these people are ready. Now yes. granted it was just the backyard, but 
they were ready to run into my house and save the family. You know what I'm saying? So we we try to bring stuff to them. We've taught that to our kids, and every year then we go to the police station and stuff like that. So I can tell you from someone who works in the medical field and in in not necessarily first responding, but still in the medical field, hearing two words means more than anybody would ever think. And hearing the word thank you will really get you going because a lot of people just don't understand like it's more than a job for a first responder for a police officer for a nurse it's more than just a job yep we're there to get money like everybody else is you know what i'm saying hearing the word thank you is more than people realize um first of all i'm going to switch gears for two seconds i just tasted the last taste of sample one Uh 100 percent i just drank a whole glass of Dr. Pepper is what I felt like. Yeah. I, I don't know what it was. <laughs> Actually, it's pretty good. I tasted Dr. Yeah, that's Pepper. A good, that's a good analogy right man. there. No. Man, Cassandra would be so proud of me right now. <laughs> man, that's spot on. That man, is, that is so good. It's 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 a little sweet. You mm-hmm. got that sweetness, but yeah. Like a little bit of like Texas spice with that Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Fun fact with Dr. Pepper, they actually add a spice if it's being distributed to Texas that they won't in anywhere else the Dr. Pepper distributed because they I know Texas know like that. spicy stuff. Yeah, I don't even got the chance to see the legs. Um, a little bit. Yeah, there not, was a little. They not, weren't running down no, a whole, whole lot, but no. they were, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. I'll move on to the second sample. Cool. So, um, uh, you talked about one that's funny. So, talking about this community that you've created, um, it's been probably about a month, maybe six weeks or so ago. Juan sent out a message to me and a couple other people, and he's like, and I have like vaguely met him at Eddie Mays. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically enough, his wife Amber is a nurse practitioner at the hospital, and she works in a um, probably the hardest job any nurse practitioner will ever do. What we call palliative medicine. That's like the most inhumane term and I can't stand it but it's used all the time is when you pull the plug oh, there's no. no magic plug we pull but we call it withdraw of care so yeah. that's what Juan's wife does so wow. she's in charge of making those decisions with the family and trying to ease people comfortably into the next phase wow. as nicely as I can work sure. it, right? yeah, yeah. anyways we all made a connection over at Evie Mays me and Travis yeah, yeah. hanging out with her um, but that's the first time I had met Juan Maybe, no I, I might have met him at Wheels on Wheels anyways first time mm. we talked whole reason I'm getting that is he sent a message to me and a couple other guys, Travis. Um, I can't think of the other guys' names. It doesn't matter. We all went over to his house, shared, mm-hmm. had some bottles. You know, everybody brings a good bottle, had some pours. Yeah. The reason I say that is, is other than knowing Travis, and I see him at least three days a week, sure. I did not know a single person there other than shaking Juan's hand one time. Yeah. Um, God, I'm so bad with names and I feel bad. But one guy, he's a real, a real estate agent. He lives in shallow water, long hair dude. Most sweetest dude I've ever met in my life. Um, there was a guy, um, he runs, because he posted on your post the other day that he does the mediocre golf. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, thing. Brian. Yeah, Brian, Brian was yeah. there. Calvin was there. That dude taught us everything you would ever need to know more about a cigar. He, <laughs> he did a cigar share while we were doing bourbon share. Wow, okay. You created that, man. Like I so said, you you and the well, guys, right? Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you I, created I think, a think, community, yeah. and I would never go to someone's house that I don't know. Hey, you want to come over and drink, get drunk with me? That's a weird conversation yeah. to have. You know the thing? I think I wouldn't say the people that created are the people that are the members, right? Mm. And so, thankfully, we have to do very little curtailing or, or, or removal of posts, right? Mm. If there's ever a time there's a removal of posts. And I don't think people understand this. And so if, if anybody's listening, <laughs> understand if a post gets removed. And actually, ironically, since we're talking about Juan, I've removed Juan's post like at least two or three different times. And Juan will be the first to say, yeah, man, I'm sorry. I didn't think about it. But it all usually comes from a good place of his heart of why he's doing this. Yep. 
Facebook analytics are notorious, and they're cracking down on it every single day. That had it, a, you sent me a text when I I posted something yeah. once, and you said, "Hey, immediately, I need you to change some wording." Now. Yeah, it, and a lot of it has to do with, "Hey, let me trade you a sample, or I'll, you know, I got a bottle, I'll sell." You. And it, again, it all comes stems from a good place in your heart to help yeah. another fellow out, right? Yeah. The thing is, Facebook analytics are set up to where if they can detect that you were selling or trading alcohol, shut down. They'll shut you down. Yep. I've been a part of groups that had about 10,000 people nationwide yes. that were shut down overnight. Yes. And so like Houston Burberry is a prime example of that. I mean, they're, they've got like, I think 15,000 people, mm-hmm. like the amount of work that has to go into that mm-hmm. to, to make that. And they, now granted, they got like probably 10 admins now. Um, it's, it's a lot of work. And so thankfully, you know, I rely a lot on Ben, Jeremy and Steven. What do you think about that? That is fantastic. That is, yeah, it's good. This is sample number two, by the yeah. way. I know we're kind of switching. Yeah. It's boring. Listen, if we just sit there and swirl our glasses, <laughs> right. so we're going to have conversation in between. Yeah. So, yeah. So anytime anything gets removed from our Facebook page, it's, it's basically because we're trying to protect ourselves. No. It's not that we don't like what was going on. And oftentimes, like in, in Juan's case, I was like, hey, man, if you got something to share to like that, that you want to offer this guy something, you know, just send him a private, private message. message. Yeah. I had posted something. Here's a prime example for all the people listening to know what, what we're talking about is I found a store here in town that had quite a pretty good selection of a lot of Elijah Craig stuff, some toasted barrel, some barrel proof, um, um, along with a couple other things. And I posted, hey, this store has Elijah Craig barrel proof for a certain price and you text me within about 10 seconds and yeah. you're like hey take that dollar sign off yes right the now. dollar sign yeah that's and another it wasn't, like obviously another it trigger. wasn't yeah. maybe being an a-hole to me yeah, and yeah. saying hey let's not get a shutdown over something stupid like and I think you were like dude I'm all about you promoting a small yeah. liquor store but just watch what you say yeah yeah and it is you know those Facebook al- algorithms mm-hmm. you know and getting Facebook jail and stuff um but how much you don't even know like just that one evening that's been over at one's house I made New buddies. I'm, I'm going to join the Lubbock Mediocre Golf Society yeah, nice. because I'm a shitty golfer, but I love to swing golf clubs and <laughs> yeah. I, would, I would like to get better. But right there, I'm just not there. And that's when Brian was like, bro, like, have I got the the place for you? Yeah. You know, I made a buddy doing that. I made another buddy. It's just such a cool. And you know what's so funny is anytime every person name that you, for the most part, like 90% of the people that you mentioned, and Brian, another, another guy. There again, there are the people that go to these volunteer events. Exactly, and and those are the people that stick out in my mind, that that they're there um, obviously for for bourbon, but for something more than that, mm-hmm. right? And so, <laughs> I'm those... all about being a part of something. Yeah, um, I think it just kind of goes to the bro. Yeah, you know, I wasn't real big into sports. I played some baseball, some football growing up, not in high school. You know, just some yeah. little league stuff. But I'm always down to like hang out. Yeah, and, yeah have a connection with people and I can talk to a brick wall dude I started a fucking podcast that makes me zero money because I love hearing the sound of my own voice so much <laughs> <laughs> so doing these events and meeting up with people yeah. like it's such a cool thing we talked about Evie Mays so um, you had done a deal where if you volunteered for some of this stuff you got to be the first person to try to get tickets and mm-hmm. you paired up with Evie Mays and they yeah. had an unbelievable spread. They knocked it And out not of only the park. an unbelievable <laughs> spread is every meat was paired with a bourbon. We yeah. had a Weller 12 with, you know, maybe, I can't remember what all it was. I think it was a Weller 12 with chicken, yeah, yeah. All yep. of that and some cool pours, man. I think Brandon Livingston had a lot to... Uh, Brandon to had a lot to do with that. Him and, him and, him and Arnis are, are really good Arnis, buddies. Yeah. Go. They're, they're really good buds and, uh, you know, Arnis, I think he was out of town or something for that night. Um, and we're definitely going to do it again, but yeah, that you like so that. sample number two is, I mean, you know what it, the first taste I got off of that was, it tasted a lot. It reminded me a lot of Lush Craig Barrel Proof. Yeah. I don't know why, but I tasted that immediately. Mm-hmm. 
it's smooth. I'm getting some sweet notes off of it, mm-hmm. like on the the finish, you know, like maybe like some little cherries or something, mm-hmm. a little fruity on the end. Yeah, that's delicious. Yeah, that was a really good one. Yeah, that's really good. Um, but no, yeah, we were we're gonna definitely do more. We have oh, man, we have so many things coming through the pipeline. I feel like every year, like when I make that New Year's post, like oh, we're we're doing something bigger and better next mm-hmm. year. It literally has like every year, we've done things that are pushing our boundaries in terms of... I think what the beauty of that, too, is, Manny, is that everybody that's volunteering for these things, um, taking time out of our day, and I'm using air quotes because it's like, not like it's a big deal, but no one's getting paid to do no, this. And, and that's, I think people need to understand that. And more importantly, yes. you, Stephen, Ben, and Jeremy, the the board of this, y'all don't make any money off of no, this. I'm assuming. No, 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 yeah. not at all. Like I, <laughs> and like, and I, I feel safe saying that because I know. Yeah, I've, we, met, I've met everybody. By the way, Jerry, I think it, who lives in Dallas? Uh, Jeremy lives in Austin. Austin. Yeah, yeah. He owes me a bottle of Buffalo Trace store pick that I won on Christmas. I was gonna call him out. All oh, right, you should. I'm calling him out. I'm calling him out on the podcast. You, you should. There you go. <laughs> uh, no, but you're right. Like everybody, um, there's. I mean, and I, and the guys knew this coming into. It's like, look, there's gonna be a lot of work. And there's basically no pay. Yeah. You know, your uh, intrinsic thing that you get out of this is the fact that, hey, you could probably get to do barrel picks if we decided to do one, right? Well, and just so, I mean, you hear it from me, and I I think I safely speak for all the members, especially like the more active ones that are being involved. Mm -hmm. I know I speak for Travis. I know I speak for Tyler, Travis's brother, Brandon Hammond. Mm -hmm. All the people I've gotten involved is y'all have created a true society. It's the Lubbock Bourbon Society and a group of people who have come together for one cause, and that's like, hey, what's this burden all about? Who have grown into something else? And I've yeah. made tr- friends off of this. I've made, you know, I'm going yeah. to people's houses that I would have never, I've never even seen yes. before. Yeah. It's pretty cool, man. It, it really is. Like, I, that's got to be, all the time that the four of y'all have spent, you're not wasting. No, not at all. It means something to me personally. And, and it, it really does. It's all the extra friends, so to speak, that we've got, it's been pretty cool to see. Like, um, you know, it's so funny. I'm not... This is another little kind of interesting thing about me. I don't do a lot of hunting anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, um, especially in the Midland area, I, you know, that's where I live right now. Um, when I come into town, if I do, if you see me at Specs, I go there knowing that I'm probably going to see someone at the case. Yeah. Or, and, and it's going to be like today. Yeah. Prime example, I talked to a high school buddy of mine, mm-hmm. Derek Jefferson. I was talking to him for like 45 minutes at the case. Today. How cool. And I know I'm not probably going to necessarily see anything there um but i know i want to see someone that i probably it's probably the group and That's so we're gonna funny, we're gonna have a talk and you know judson i've probably seen him two of the last three times I see Judson all the time. <laughs> yeah. he probably has no idea who i even am but I, he's, he's a unique guy the way he dresses you yeah point yeah. him out of a crowd yeah every time i see him, he has like the coolest looking hat on if yeah. i could pull off that hat i would wear yeah. be judson I've done that same thing at Specs where I don't. I'm not in the mood to spend any money on bourbon. I'm not even looking for bourbon. You always pick in the case because you never know what you're going to see. But yeah. where I go to Specs to buy Cassandra, bought, she's a big Ciroc vodka fan. Oh really? Uh, oh, oh. It's, it's so funny, man. So she was buying Pinnacle vodka for years, and I don't know if you're familiar with Pinnacle. That's Sounds like familiar. what, like if you're like 18, mm-hmm. then you find someone that's 21, you all scavenge up like three bucks together and buy yourself a 12 dollar bottle of vodka. Oh, okay. That's what Pinnacle is. All right. And we, uh, I finally got her. I was like, hey, let's, let's get some Ciroc. And so yeah. anyways, uh, I go in there quite a bit to buy, or mixers if we're going to do date night at the house and I want to make some fancy cocktails for her and stuff. 
but it never fails. I see someone who looks really familiar, whether it's from Pulse or that I've seen. I I run into Brandon quite a bit, but there's been other guys. I couldn't even tell you their names and they probably don't know my names, but we've actually shook hands and be like, hey man, I saw that post you had the other day. That's cool you found that bottle. We don't know each other, but you sit there and shoot the shit with people you've never seen before. You don't even exchange first names, but we're all friends. Yes. It's it's a really cool... It's an interesting uh, concept of that y'all started. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I think... I think just tapping on the fact that you know we do these volunteer events, it, it really brings people together. It 100% uh, does. You know, so, no, it's been a lot of fun. Been a lot of fun, and I would like to ask you, and I'm, I'm going to do it on his behalf. I don't care. Operation Reset that we were talking about. You know, I kind of gave a little bit of shout out at the beginning of the, the, uh, the podcast with Bradley Veal and what he started. Um, We've got to figure out a way once he really gets this going because he's doing community outreach for us to combine forces. And I know he's going to have opportunities where he's going to need volunteers. When it gets to that point, I'm going to have him on the podcast. When it's out, I'll send you the links and let you listen to it. We've got to find a way for the two of y'all to get together and we can do something with him. I mean, who doesn't want to help out? No, yeah. Anyone's local here that we we can do to help, um, you know, a, a population that needs those helps that it fits one of our three criteria, which mm-hmm. is obviously wood with our uh, first responders and veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. hundred percent. That's that. When he cool. first started talking to me about this deal, this is a little over a year ago. Um, it just got up. Like the website came up like a week ago. Nice. Um, it was something to do with helping out with an animal shelter out in um, like maybe new deal or something. Don't quote me on this. Brad will tell us, but you know, cause we're doing service dog. I sure. said, we have nothing. He's doing service yeah. animals for vets. Um, could even be people out there helping and scooping up dog shit and stuff. But I really think that would, I was thinking about that prior to recording that I think that this would be a good yeah. kind of marriage to help out some vets and stuff. So Absolutely. we need to keep that in mind. And once yeah. he really gets this going, I, I may let y'all exchange yeah, contact sure. information. That's got nothing to do with anything. But no, just, no. you know, talking about the community outreach and stuff, it's just so cool. It is. It it's is. More, and I, it's more than a group. You, you know, know, it's so funny. It's like, especially with the volunteer events. I remember, our, I think it was our very first volunteer event. And, and really, I can't even talk about the volunteer stuff without talking about uh thomas larson over there at uh, lone star shootings mm, he's been mm-hmm. instrumental and in basically in allowing us to use his facilities to hold these volunteer appreciation events you know so our very first one we did like if i'm around people that are willing to spend their time you better you better bet i'm gonna open up a good bottle 100 percent. i love sharing my shit with yep. people that i are, are willing to give man. you know yep. so that very first time at the time i opened up a, an old rip you know and open up the old rip and i would probably say a majority of those volunteers that was the first time to try it mm-hmm. you know yeah and it was really cool to see um and and really just that experience of just being able to share after doing something of, of going out and doing a couple hours of giving out meals. I mean, that I can't think of a better day to help people and then come back and have some good bourbon. Mm-hmm. That to me sounds like a badass Those day. Like-minded people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was great. I mean, so, yeah, and back to your point, like the whole Meals on Wheels is a very humbling experience, you know. Um, we I used, yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. Me and Cassandra hopped in the, the vehicle together and went out, and we were just like, I remember doing it and saying that our littles wouldn't quite understand it, but wanting to get our oldest and some of her friends involved in that. And it yeah. was, it was more than what I thought it was. It wasn't just about like, Oh, well they just need help in help drivers. You know, that's kind of yeah. what you think of like, yeah, hey, we'll pass out some food, but you got to chat with some people. Some people 
And they may even be embarrassed to have to accept a mill on will, yeah. and they didn't want to chat. But there was a couple of just sweet old ladies. They just needed a friend, and like you sit there and yeah. give them a hug. Like what a cool, cool, and, and for a lot of cool those, experience. A lot of those people. That's the only people the interaction that, that they day. will interact with that day. So sad. It's sad, and it's sad. It. But you know, you bring you know a smile to their face in that one instance. And not to not to downplay any of that, but I got to tell you kind of a funny story. Um, I was I was running a. Um, a route with Brandon and I believe it was Brian. I'm pretty sure it was both of them. And we we're doing a route and we go to this is a apartment complex and we're there. And so, you know, we have the names on the list, uh, who's supposed to get it. And, you know, we asked this, we go to, the, there's a, there's a gentleman out there and a lady. And as we're approaching, the lady goes inside and the guy is outside and we're like, Hey, is this where so-and-so lives? She's like, yeah, she just went inside. I'm like, cool. We brought her meals on wheels. Here yeah, it is, and give her meals. So we go on, and that was—I think—that was the first drop for that for that apartment complex. And then we go along, do the other, you know, homes in that apartment complex. And when we come back out, the lady approaches. She's like, "Hey, uh, where's my meal?" And we're like, "Oh, we give it to your friend mm-hmm. that was out here you were talking with." I don't know who that man was. What? I go what? And apparently. Dude, Essentially, we got jacked. This dude stole a mill on wheels. <laughs> he straight up. We're like, no way, man. This guy straight make up feel horrible too. Yeah, like, that may be the only meal she had today. Yeah, and she. Oh I mean, we were like gosh. trying. So, so apparently, the the lady said, "I think that person went to this." So we went. We're going to all these different homes, asking, "Hey, did, did you, you have this?" Yeah. You know, and so, but thankfully, we just had to call mills on wheels. Like, hey, yeah, we got another mill. Just come back and get it to her. So we, we drove back to the. Wow, I wonder how many times that happened. I don't That's know. So it was sad. it was it was sad. It was like, oh, man, like we literally just got jacked on a mill. <laughs> so gosh. yeah, so I think Brian went back and, and, and got that mill and brought it back to the to the lady. But she was all good. But yeah, you, you just never know what you're gonna see and. But you know it is a humble experience, and um, I, I look forward to every year. That's you know yeah. that one, and then the to- the the thing that we do at Walmart, we ask for mm. the people to bring in. You know, we broke a record. They have, I think, the record at that point before last year was like eleven hundred pounds, and I think we hit like three or close to three thousand pounds. Of, of, of food that we got that day. And is that for the Mills on Wheels? I can't remember if that was that or yeah. like a canned food drive. So what it is is we, as people go into Walmart, right. we, we say, here's a list of the foods. We get all that food, and then we pack it into the Mills on Wheels van, and they use that to make their meals. So that's actually pretty cool, and I don't know if I never knew it until that opportunity came up to volunteer is... So Mills on Wheels is providing meals to people that can't afford it, right? Absolutely, yeah. The food's got to be provided to Meals on Wheels in order for them to, to provide too. So mm-hmm. not only was LBS involved in, in helping delivery, yeah, donate and stuff, but like you're getting people um, from Walmart that you don't even know. So we were saying, hey, if you would like to help donate, yep. anything and everything helps. Here's a list of things yep. that they need. And these people were coming out off of that list and handing it to everybody and then that like so now you've not only done community outreach to where you've when I say like not community outreach but you've like created this group of tight knit people in for the same cause you've actually brought people from Lubbock who may not normally donate food you know we're wearing our OBS shirts and helping but mm-hmm. City of Lubbock was the one that actually donating that. yeah yes yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. it was it was great because in it you know it, it was that moment. I remember, in fact, Stephen Nava, I, I remember, I think it was his first time doing it. And, and I remember we had a conversation because after the, after that, we went, we went to Capital Pizza and got some drinks there. Yeah. volunteered. It was delicious. And he was like, that's good too. And he, he was like, um, 
he goes, I, he goes, this was a very eye-opening experience. It's like, yep. it was, it was, you would have people come out with like carts. Yep. And they were like, two carts. This is my cart. It's one of me. This whole cart is mm-hmm. your guys. I mean, a full cart. How cool is that? They would donate that. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, and so every year, um, especially this last year, I mean, we literally, they, they leave the uh, Muslim Wells van there and it's packed. It's completely empty. And we are literally, it's solid packed. Yeah. And 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 this year again, we we, we did uh, twice more than the record. That's amazing. Had, and it's it was a good feeling knowing. And then later on, we go and we do deliver. So it was a great experience. It, it's part of the collecting, then a part of the delivering yeah, too. Yeah. Very humbling. Yeah. Very, very humbling. Very things so. we take advantage of in life. Absolutely. But you know, you know, I think the, the, the again it goes back to the groups. The, it, LBS would not be LBS without the people in it. Absolutely. And we we are so for. I mean, look, we're West Texas. We're we're friendly. We're, yeah. We want to help any and everybody out, and and we're doing that. We right can all now. talk to brick walls, so we're all just like sitting or chatting with people you don't even know yeah. before. Yeah. So that's no, been it's been a lot of fun. I was gonna ask a couple of questions. But yeah. First of all, I just finished the sample number three. Okay. Um, I think it was a little bit more creamier than mm-hmm. the previous two. Um, the legs, I thought. I thought two, they ran a little bit more. Mm-hmm. This one's a little bit more spread out. I can't remember what all the legs is. I don't know if that's aged. Yeah, or... and a lot of it's just oiliness, like the oiliness. So oiliness generally is what co- kind of coats your mouth. And then it leaves that long, okay. lasting, just feel that it's still there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, from my experience, at least when there's really not a whole lot of legs to it, the um, that mouth feel dissipates very quickly. And mm-hmm. sometimes that affects your finish as well. You know, interesting. That's interesting. I was gonna ask a couple of questions before I try sample number four. Yeah. Um, got to that one. Do you know how many members LBS has at the time? We are approaching. If we haven't already hit it, twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred members. You know, and you talk about that too. It's you know not everyone. I don't know, for lack of a better term, I always say like active members. And what I mean, I don't mean people who are showing up to do events. Like if you want to do that, cool. If not, like everyone has a life. You know, you're busy, whatever. But when I say I have like posting pictures and comments and stuff, yeah, yeah, and yeah. commenting on each other and can make uh, creating this kind of community. Some people just aren't like that. Some people are not as near as outgoing as I am. Yeah. But you have, what'd you say, 2.5 mm-hmm. thousand people mm-hmm. in the community who were just there liking pictures, even just reading it. And like, yeah. you know, maybe you're people like, damn, I would have never thought about buying this bourbon, but. This person posted that and there was 12 likes, so maybe that means or this person said stay away and everybody agrees, so now I'm not going to do this. Yeah. I wonder how many people just go through that and they're still reading all of our posts. They're just not big. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of that, to be honest That's with cool. you. I've, I've met some people that were like, hey, man, you, you wouldn't know I'm a member, but I, 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 I don't like either, but I read. That's kind of funny because I've had uh, where I posted stuff and <clears throat> we had a pour of a E.H. Taylor single barrel as soon as we got started yeah. with the podcast a little bit ago um, and I had posted on there my wife who's the most amazing human being you'll ever meet and I don't say that because she's my wife I say it because it's true <laughs> yeah. um, she went on this cool adventure I was telling you about on you know is our it, the reason she did all that was it was our 10 year anniversary of us getting engaged nice. it just happened to fall on date night Friday so she planned this for months and That's awesome. so on and so forth and she got me one of the bottles I've been looking for forever she was able to get it for me um, but I posted about it and people were liking that that I would have never guessed were even part of LBS that were are friends of mine yeah. or p- co-workers of mine or people I've known in the past and I was like this is crazy that 
Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't even know these people were part of this group, which is so cool. It is. And, you know, there's a lot of, again, background stuff that goes on, like, with requests especially. Like, we have to filter. We get a lot of requests to join. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we probably deny, now we're denying it, like, 50 to 75%. Are you serious? Yeah. A lot of it is because it got a lot of scammers. I wasn't gonna say that. Come on, and, and crap. even today, like there was a legit scammer. I mean, it, it looked like he was a legit, legit guy. He was like everything. I went to his main profile. We have to do this for every now, every individual, and so we we look at okay, is this guy legit? And the telltale sign is who are his friends? Not to be like judgmental, but a lot of times, all these are like people from that you can tell based on. I mean, it's it's the same set of like. Uh, the Prince Nigerian from whatever, <laughs> like, and the names have all these, you know, yeah. it, like, and That's it's insane, it, man. And you, so you, you finally figure out, oh, this is, this is, so you just deny it and, you know, but yeah, so there's a little bit, you That's know, at crazy. one point, I would never even thought about yeah, it's, to deal with that. yeah, there's a lot of little nuances that goes in, in admin the group, but, and it is what it is, but you, you just work through it and, and go from there. That's, that's interesting. I wouldn't have thought about having to deal with the, <laughs> The scammers and all that BS. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Have you ever had, and you don't, if you're not comfortable saying yes, someone that's been a member that you've had a kick out for? Dude, I got this crazy story here. <laughs> all right. So this was in the early um, stages of LBS. Yeah. Okay? Um, just like with anything, when LBS was created before the board, before there was, it was, it was just me, you know, right? mm-hmm. as that sole admin. A lot of, um, I wouldn't say a lot, but there were a, a few people that did not like the way Love Barber Society was, the path they were on, okay? Um, a lot of that had to do with, um, you know, uh, the fact that liquor store owners or their employees couldn't post. That's still a rule today. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want anybody that has monetary va- uh, monetary gains yeah, to I post. Uh, even distributors. Yeah. So um, there was a little bit of that. Uh, but then there was the fact that we had people that wanted to sell on the page. Yeah. And I'm like, no. So I would remove it. I would remove it in this particular case. Uh, I'm not going to say the name. Um, remove the post. And then they post it right back again. And I remember this like it was yesterday, man. It was a ball of a stag yeah. junior. Okay. Yeah. And the guy had said, hey, I got this bottle. If anybody's interested in selling, blah, blah, I'm interested in selling, blah, blah, blah. And I removed it. And then I'm like, dude, you can't you know, make sales in LBS. So he reposted. Same exact picture. And and, and behind the, the this ball of Stag Jr. was a lemon. He goes, hey, I got this lemon. I'm trying yeah. to sell. Come on, man. And I'm like, come on. So I removed it again. And then I think he did it a third time. After that, I'm like, dude, just kicked him out he's the first guy kicked out actually. yeah it's like at that point you're doing it to be an asshole not you i'm no, talking yeah, about yeah. the guy posting yeah yeah and he may not have known with the first initial post but when you've explained it to him and now it's like oh there's the limit come on dude like yeah. there are pages for that if you know the right people yeah. and the right terminology and you're willing to obey rules there are pages for that yeah. i'm not going to get into any of that but stick to those pages yeah well and, and the crazy thing was is that after i booted him um you know again the reason for the boot was to protect the page, even 100%. though it was in its infancy. You know, I was exactly. like, you know, I'm just setting the precedent. Yeah. He proceeds to go to other pages to kind of bash me for doing that. And and the, the label, it's funny because within our little circle with our board, um, he labeled me as a dictator, dictatorship, right? <laughs> and so 
He goes and bashes me in this other local group that I'm in. So yeah, I, same, same. I, and I yeah. didn't say anything about it. I'm like, whatever. Well, lo and behold, um, I don't even think it was two months after that. This guy, you know, he and he privately messaged me and he had his he aired his grievances, you know, out there on the sure. private message with me. Sure. It wasn't even two months later, man, this guy gets um thrown in jail for a murder. You're full of shit. <laughs> no. Are you kidding no. me? So he uh you know, it's 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 public info, man. <laughs> yeah. Like Yeah, exactly. You can Google like that this shit. this guy apparently he must have been on something, um, and he uh, shot someone at a United and then went to, uh, was it UMC and shot at his car? Yeah, he was shooting. It was at Covenant. Yeah, yeah. Covenant. Yeah, she says his car. That guy was the guy. Yes. <laughs> well, I think you made the right decision to get him out <laughs> yeah. of there. But I was just like, you know, I at the time, I was like, man, am I just an asshole for doing this? I'm the like, answer am I? is no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Given based on Holy the outcome shit, now. I, I, can't, I wish I could be a fly on the wall when you were found that and like, babe, this is the, the guy. Yes, yeah. I told my wife this. I was like, that, you know, so. But anyway, so, you, you know, you never know. And, and I try to, uh, I don't, you know, to me, bourbon's a hobby. Why do people get so just wrapped up in, in emotions and anger over... That's exactly you what know? I'm saying. Like, at the end of the day, it's about enjoying something. It's about hopefully, hopefully, and I think everybody here is, is being smart, being responsible, making friends. I love, like, when I find a bottle... To text, we have, it's actually funny, I could show you the guys that I work with, Travis Hernandez, Stephen Turnbow, and Adrian Pedroza. We have our own group text called yeah. the Whiskey Boys. Yeah. It's got the B-O-Y-Z. It's got like a little whiskey <laughs> emoticon yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know. Little, yeah. It's so funny, but like when any of us score a bottle, that's immediately who we go to. Like, check this shit out. And there's, no one has ever been like, oh man, that sucks. Like, I wish I found that. It's like, holy shit. Well done, or like, hey bro, I'm over at you know so and so store, and they have three of these store picks. Do you want one? Like that's what it's yeah, all about. It is, and and you quickly realize who are those friends that are thoroughly happy for you for getting stuff, and those are also generally the friends that are also going to share with you yep. and do all that. So it's funny you mentioned that. Like I told you, so <clears throat> one of my biggest unicorns is an E. H. Taylor Barrel Proof. Mm-hmm. I would love to find one. I'm going to tell you a funny story about that here in a second why this has become a unicorn. Um, the other day I had taken a couple pours to my buddy at work, Stephen, because he a uh, big Knob Creek fan. Both of us are recent Knob Creek fans because the only Knob Creek I had ever had was like just the regular mm-hmm. shit Knob Creek. Um, I won a bottle of 12 year and I was like I don't even know if I want this and I'm, I was like there is no way this is Knob Creek and now I love Knob Creek that 9 year barrel yeah. proof oh, unbelievable oh yeah Holy that's cow. it's great Knob Creek 12 I'd like to before we shut this down here a little oh, bit shit. to share some Knob Creek I've never had that you. Yeah. you haven't had this I haven't this had made that. my day this is one of the actually shout out to Kobe Jones for uh, I had just mentioned to him briefly that I was looking for a bottle mm-hmm. like 3 months later I was in Vegas ironically enough and he calls me but I was Toasted. Yeah. yeah. So I texted him back and I was like, I don't even know if I can communicate right now. What's up? He's like, dude, I see a bottle of Knock Creek 18. I was like, oh my God. You're like, thank you so much. He snagged this up. So nice. this pour is unbelievable. Cool. Anyways, I had taken some pours to Steven of this, those little sample bottles. You know, that's what it's all about. Yeah. He sends it back. It's that kind of a known thing, right? If you give somebody a yeah. sample, You're you return that glass with something in it. That's Absolutely. just a known thing. And he gave me a, of some uh, E.H. Taylor barrel proof nice. the other day 
he had gotten a call recently and he's like, dude, I haven't opened this bottle. You get the first pour out of this. Like, you not only gave me some, like, you gave me a fresh crack. Like, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. Travis is hopefully listening. Um, <laughs> hold on. I'm going to save that story. I've tasted all four of your okay, cool. barrel picks. Okay. If I, for me personally, pick number two and pick number four are my two favorites. Um, I think four personally, like had, I think it was four, had more legs, a little bit runnier. Um, That's funny, that first one, 100% Dr. Pepper. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite one of the four, but it was really good. Like I would drink that. I would be interested to taste that mixed with Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Um, I don't drink soda, so I would never do that, but. Two and four, for some reason, are sticking out to me. Um, I liked both of them. I think the proofs on both of them were actually spot on. Yeah. Not too hot, not too too mild, nothing kind of kicked my ass, nothing tasted like water. Yeah, yeah. Um, some little creamier. I think if I would have been involved and said you have to choose these, I probably would have picked number two with the number four very close behind. Cool. Well, you would have been... Uh dead set dead right on with their group because we picked number two <laughs> dude how yeah. many people were involved in that we had uh, me Ben mm-hmm. Kay mm-hmm. and then we invited uh, Ruben because Ruben yeah. Ruben and, and his wife Kara yeah. are also known to do a lot of volunteer stuff Ruben's a solid dude really good dude and so he came and we all agreed number two was everybody the, was like everybody a, was a, unanimous a unanimous decision yeah. Yeah. Well, that just goes to show, like, this was the bottle to have. It was, yeah. And Damn. it's, yeah. So, you, yeah, I was uh, happy that you wound up. That's hilarious, man. Like, yeah. that's so crazy. Yeah. Honestly, though, all four of those, I would have, if, like, if I bought a bottle of those, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be upset and throwing them in the back. Yeah. I have a couple bottles there that are meant strictly for cooking that I've spent okay. bottles of whiskey like this sucks, but I'm not going to waste it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, do you get to share? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pull up kind of my, uh, some of my notes that I did. Let's see here. Let me get them here. If I can find it. So before I tell you what uh, what distillery it is, okay. I will say that it's a it's a double barrel whiskey. So um, three years of it is MGP. Okay. Um, another two years and six months is from the distillery's uh, juice. Okay. And then it was finished for 10 days in American and French oak staves. Okay. Um, it's a 75% corn, 24, 21% rye, and 4% malted barley. Um, so Just for those of y'all that may not know, in order to be called a bourbon, it has to be at least 51% corn. That's the correct. The rest... Yep. Play with it and have fun. Yeah. So, uh, any guesses? What distillery you think it might be from? I couldn't even begin to try to guess on that one. Uh, so what you? So you know, we didn't really probably go too far involved in it, but because all of them were right around the same proof. Right. Was it 111 to 115 something? Right. Yeah. Do you think it drank like 115? No, not no. at all. Not not, not that, even a little bit. And. There are some, it's so funny, I've had some pours of like 138s that I could like drink like nothing ever happened. Yeah. And I've had some pours of like a 101 that I'm like, holy shit, that hit me in the feels. It's so funny when yeah. that does it. 115, higher proof, higher alcohol content. Yeah. Is that what that was? Yeah, right? that one was 115, yeah. 
I would have never. I would have guessed closer to like between probably ninety five to one hundred five. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking to you know like ninety between ninety and one hundred was my guess. I on gave it. Cassandra a pour or something the other day. I don't, God, I can't remember what it was. I didn't tell her how high the proof was before I let her taste it. Yeah. She was like, "Oh my God, this smells so good." That was the one shit talking about chocolate covered cherries. Yeah, um, and all that. She was so excited. And she, oh, it was the E. H. Taylor Barrel Proof that Stephen gave me, and I wasn't gonna tell her it was that hot. Yeah. And she took a drink and was like, "Oh my God, what in the hell did you just do to me?" <laughs> it was so funny. That is funny. Um, I, I got a story to tell you about my wife too, because she's not a drinker. But remind me to tell you about this story about her drinking. Uh, it involves uh, GTS. But um, so what you tasted was. Our next uh, LBS Woody's and uh, Love Bourbon Society pick. Okay. And it is uh, Rebecca Creek. You have got to be shitting me. Mm-mm. Double barrel whiskey. Rebecca Creek? Yeah. That blows my mind. And the reason that I'm saying that is I had a Rebecca Creek once, one time, and I was like, I could not believe. I thought, I, I don't know, I expected more from Rebecca mm-hmm. Creek. I don't know why. We went to the distillery. We were so upset, though. What, what year did you go? Huh? What year did you go? Well, we went, uh, it's about a year and a half, two years ago, but we weren't thinking. I'm curious if there, if what you had was their own juice. I didn't get to taste anything. Oh, okay. No, I tell you that I had taste. I didn't get to buy anything. So I've said a couple of times, my brother-in-law lives in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. When him and I get to, he is my best friend, you know, like there's like a running joke in our family that heaven forbid, which never would, if something were to happen with me and Cassandra, I would just marry her brother. <laughs> <laughs> like we are inseparable. We talk every single day. Um, so when him and I get together because they don't live in Lubbock, so we take advantage of being together and have a good time. The moment we see each other to the moment we get in that car to leave, there is nothing but whiskey being poured. Nice. And uh, it was a rough weekend, all to say the least. So I fell asleep from Seguin when we pulled out of his driveway and I woke up and we were at the Rebecca Creek Distillery because <laughs> that's just Cassandra style. I didn't yeah. know we were going there. She made a little detour wow. into San Antonio. Um, I had a couple, two or three different pours, bought a glass or something. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I wanted to buy, I can't think of what it was, but it was like a pretty blue label. For some reason, it stuck mm-hmm. out to me, but it was Sunday and we yeah, couldn't, get couldn't buy it. Yeah. But something, I don't remember some of the stuff I had there. I was like, man, this kind of sucks. But I've heard that they had an MGP sourced. Is it 16 10? year? They got a 16 year. I've never had that. That's yeah, what it was I haven't either. In fact, I was talking to a buddy of mine from Houston about that last night. Um, I think Stephen and I has got one of those. But uh, no, this was a really pleasant, um, good pick that we had. I mean, I, I thought it hit all the... That was unbelievable. The finish was great, very oily, you know, and then the proof was super well hidden. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's we're, we're proud to have that one. And it was a... Double barrel. Uh, double barreled. Double barrel. So you got three years from MGP, mm-hmm. uh, two years and I think six months from... Their stuff that they distilled. So they've started doing some of their own stuff too. Because mm-hmm. I yeah. knew some other stuff was MGP. Yeah. I knew some, so it's kind of the conglomerate yeah. of the two. Mm-hmm. That's a nice snack. So now that we've done that, I'm just out of curiosity. How did we wind up with that? Did you reach so, to them? Did they? So we kind of reached to them for, well, I think it was a little of both. Um, John Mora, who's the um, vice president, I think, at Rebecca Creek, he, he travels quite a bit to San Antonio and he lives in Midland. And so I think Kim and Kay had talked about the possibility of doing this, um, that it was going to be hard to get that barrel because I think that barrel uh, was um, kind of promised to some other groups oh. uh, or at least the opportunity for them to pick it. And so, you know, Kay does his thing. I mean, he just kind of pulls some strings. 
we do expect it to be a kind of a limited amount of bottles. Yeah. So um, I'm going to say this now. Uh, I I kind of think it's going to probably be sold out within a day or two. Snags. I get. I'm. I'm virtually. Yeah, and a lot of it too is now we've since the collaboration that we have with Lubbock uh, Brewery LBK, um, we are going to start holding it back. Probably, uh, you know, I don't know, like maybe six six bottles mm-hmm. or a case or something like that, so we can do that beer release. So we're going to get this barrel. Mm-hmm. We're going to. In fact, I haven't even told Sally this. Granted, this won't be out before I tell her. I'm, I got to be with her at six. That's nice, why I got to nice. be there. Gotcha, so gotcha. I'm going to go tell her the good news that she's going to get that barrel. This one. This one. The Rebecca Creek. Yeah, and so she'll be able to brew a beer in that, and then we'll do another release. That's the uh, Rebecca Creek, and then whatever she decides to brew beer in that, and then we'll do a release where we have these six bottles available for mm-hmm. you know doing a pairing with with the beer. That's um, pretty cool. So yeah. what what uh, Manny's talking about is we did I say we the Stranahan single barrel. That was the first. Um, so good. Isn't that amazing? That's a I was Mount not Creek expecting 18 that. year. It is unbelievable. That one, I was expecting to be over oaked. Yep. And like just chopping on wood. so good. <laughs> That's damn good. It's so good. So that Stranahan, that the first LBK release, saved the barrel itself. Because when you buy this barrel picks, of course it's all bottled and, you know, TABC certified, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But they give you the barrel. Yeah. What are you going to do with the barrel? It looks cool, but what are you going to do with it? So Manny got in with uh, Sally over at the LBK Brewery, kind of did a conglomerate. So they put beer and let it age into the whiskey barrel that we did the store pick with. How long did that age? I it cannot aged for remember. eight months. Eight months. Yeah. So, and then now you can, I don't know if they still have the beer, but you know, however long did that beer is, did a big event out there to everybody get to taste that, that, uh, yeah. Whiskey barrel aged beer. Yes. Stout beer. Imperial had, stout. Yeah. So pretty cool. Was, so now you get to really do cool. that with the Rebecca Creek. So now you've actually made connections with someone else. That's, it's so cool. Yeah. Um, do you know the rules with uh, whiskey barrels once it's been? Because I know I'm sure you know with bourbon, yeah, has to be fresh mm-hmm. American For bourbon, yeah. oak, mm-hmm. has to be brand new, can't ever use it again. But that barrel, once it's done, you can't use it for bourbon again. That's correct. You can yeah. use it for whiskey. So what you find a lot of distilleries doing are doing these collaborations with wineries. Mm-hmm. You know, so now wineries they're doing barrel bourbon barrel aged wine. Um, Scotch, Scotch, mm-hmm. one of their biggest is getting uh, bourbon because they get. Lots of Scotch distilleries just get sh- yes. shipped over to them. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a cool because it's basically trying to relatively stay local, local as in Texas, you know. Mm-hmm. So Rebecca Creek, Strands obviously came from you know Colorado, but um, excuse me. Um, I think it's it's just a great little thing. And the crazy thing about this is that I had asked Sally, "Has you have you ever done a barrel aged beer?" And she said, "Never." Really? Yes. So she was probably even more excited than you were. Uh, she was excited. I, so kind of going backwards with when we're talking about beer and craft beer, mm. a lot of people don't know this. We were talking about the whole thing about acquiring new bottles and all this. Right. I am a huge craft beer. Drinker. I follow. I don't know if you started that, but somebody that cra- love it, craft beer yeah, society. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> I figured it was. I follow it yeah. because I love seeing the yeah. posts that you and Travis and Kobe and all these guys do. Those weird looking bottles. Yeah. I, can't, I don't. Yeah. I'm so not a big beer when I lived in, when I lived in Colorado, that was like one of the meccas for at the time. Craft. There's tons of craft breweries there. I will. I will tell you when I go on snowboarding mm-hmm. trips to small town Colorados, mm-hmm. I always find a local beer. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, even in Colorado, I was brewing beer. Really? Yeah, That's me and my so brother were brewing beer. Oh, it was cool. it, so. There's a there, you know you got the distiller or the distiller app for mm-hmm. whiskey. Mm-hmm. You know there's a beer app called Untapped. Yeah. 
And so I've checked in over 2,100 different beers. It's <laughs> like, amazing. I beer. love, and my favorite is barrel-aged bourbon beers. Okay. I, I don't know that I've ever even yeah. had. I wasn't able to make it out. Uh, the kids were sick whenever yeah. we did that release. So another little, uh, I know you're not a big beer drinker, but that's why I asked you. You're gonna, I brought you one. Oh my God, dude. That so, makes me so yeah. happy. So, so if you ever feel like, if you ever feel like trying that beer. I'm going to 100%. And try that. I mean, basically you're doing what we did that night. Okay. Doing, you, since you got the whiskey yes. still here and you got the beer, get that cold. Oh now the God, crazy dude, thing about this so beer, much. no problem. The crazy thing about this beer is, and just like with any stout beer, mm-hmm. you want to let that, you want it to be cold. Okay. But when you try that beer cold, it's going to taste totally different than when you let that warm up to about like 55 degrees. You want that to kind of be around that 55, 57, 58 degree temperature. That's maybe closer to 62. Kind of let it set for a little while. Yeah. And it, you'll get more chocolate notes out of that. Um, she she knocked this out of the park, and it's her first barrel aged beer. I was like stunned. I think it was, I don't know, it's either Travis or Brian that we talked about when we were all hanging out over at Juan's house. Uh, was talking about Sally, did you say her name? Sally, yep. How cool of a human being she was. She's amazing. So sweet. And they said the education she provided to everybody that showed up to that event was unbelievable, and how she talked about you taste it here, you kind of taste it here. And then I think she was going to do some conglomerate with a still Austin barrel but maybe like some whiskey was left over. I can't remember the whole story it doesn't matter I don't want to say anything that's wrong no 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 no. you hit the so the funny thing was um, we had a little snafu with our Stranahan I'm sorry our still Austin uh, Mm. barrel Mm. and so uh, we we didn't have that we had it for a little bit but then we didn't have it Um, uh, so what happened was with Chris Seals we had that little connection there me and Jeremy were talking and Jeremy was like hey let me just ask Chris if you would just give us some barrels Right, you know, and he reached, he, he works there. Uh, yeah. Chris Sills, still awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's he's a part he's owner. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Jeremy's like, hey, Chris, can we get some of these barrels? And he's like, yeah, I'll give you two. That's amazing. He's, he's come by, and they were still wet. They had been dumped less than twenty four hours. No way. Jeremy put, puts it in his truck and brings it down here to LBK. Absolutely. And drops it off of Sally, and Sally filled them up with beer, and so they're sitting there. And the funny thing was, is that I thought after. Uh, <laughs> I remember this conversation with, with Sally. Uh, we were talking about that that uh, strandy hands, and I was like, "Yeah, after you're done with that barrel, um, I'd like to get that barrel back because mm-hmm. it's going to stay within LBS." Absolutely. She's like, "Well, what do you think about running another run on it?" I'm like, "Oh, that'd be cool." She's yeah, like, she's good because I've already filled those barrels. <laughs> oh, the answers, yes. Yeah. So she already filled that barrel up. And yeah. She's going to let that sit for a year, complete okay, year. Because this so, other one was eight months. You said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So at this time, or around the same time we did that release for Stranahan's, mm. we'll have that same version, but aged for you know a few more months later, and yeah, we're gonna have the Salastin. We amazing. have two barrels of that. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, when it comes to the barrels for the rules, it can either only be used up to 100 years, which is crazy. Oh wow. Or six times. So you talk about so you had your Stranahan single barrel mm-hmm. in fresh has to be fresh oak right? mm-hmm. So number one. LBK Brewery eight month releases number two. LBK Brewery Brewery twelve month releases yep. number three. So per the laws of whoever the whiskey law guy is, mm-hmm. it could be used three more times, and then that barrel has to just become a decoration. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, which, and I, some and I, fun stupid stupid information yeah. that I love to hear. And I think after that that final release of the the beer for Strand Hands, it'll probably be a display piece at that point. But do you have any whiskey barrels for display? I've never had one. No, no. this is this will be the first one. You'll have to pay attention whenever we. You leave, look mm-hmm. at my garden. I got one when we went and toured um, Garrison Brothers eh, about a year and a half ago. 
Um, we bought a barrel to, we didn't know what we wanted to do with it, but you gotta have a whiskey barrel. Like it's so yeah, yeah. it sits in my, uh, my flower bed up front and it's like oh, the nice. perfect piece. It's really wow. cool to drive by They're They're fun decorations. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, uh, people turn them into tables and stuff. Nice. Like so what we hope to do in the future releases with, um, um, probably Rebecca Creek is once we give it to Sally and she does her beer in it. And once it's kind of retired, we want to be able to auction off the barrel nah, with the bottle neat. and the beer. That is so cool. We got a six a cool pack of the beer, kid. a four pack of the beer, yep. and then the, and the actual bottle that what the pick was, yep. and then the barrel. How and neat. then put that on our LBS page, and members can can auction or do a raffle or drawing. Yeah. So right. that's kind of the vision for that moving forward. Is that hey? That's neat, man. Yeah. It's like and all the money goes to help yeah. for nonprofit stuff. Yeah, it's not money in y'all's pocket. No, no. It's so much fun to do this stuff. Like. <clears throat> I'm hoping that I personally have gained new listeners for my podcast via LBS fans. But I'm also hoping that my listeners are now going on Facebook right now just to type in Lubbock Bourbon Society and follow it. Like like I said, even if you don't drink bourbon, it's about the community. I just think it's fun too. It's like kind of read through it and you know, any girls out there listening and you know your husband's a drinker, your boyfriend's a drinker, or vice versa, any guys out there, your girl, whatever. Follow, like you can learn a lot of information on what's good, what's not, read what people think. You know, mm-hmm. I always think it's funny when someone posts a bottle, it's like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then there's always that one person who's like, ah, oh, that's a trash bottle. But it's fun because yeah. your taste is different than my that's taste. The and that's thing, what I yeah. love about it. Like, just because you like it doesn't mean I have to, and vice versa. I mean, don't be a dick about it. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. There's like that fine line, you know. Thank, again, thankfully, we don't have, I mean, I'm in so many different bourbon groups, and you see people just cutting other people down for whatever posts they make yeah. and I'm so grateful and it, it again it speaks volumes to our local community that essentially we don't have like these well, assholes in the group kind of piss on people you know set the precedent of what's expected of the group yeah. uh, we're all here just it's just a community it it's is. just silly like you know there's nothing crazy that anybody gets out of this other than just kind of coming together yeah and I don't know if it's ever even been said, if it's in the rules, I can't remember, like, don't be an a-hole, but yeah. no one's ever an a-hole. And I truly think that's because that's just the way it is. You join it. If you start reading pictures and comments, you'll never see anybody being rude. Yeah. So there's no one's going to come in and just be that yeah. person that's going to start it. And, you know, go I've back. gotten a lot of riff, Manny, yeah. a lot of riff for being a Garrison Brothers fan, but it's all out of good fun. Like Kobe Jones always, if I post about yeah. it, he says, you know, it tastes like rubber bands. If you like it, I'm going to, I don't trust your tasting, but he's not being an a-hole. Yeah. And I know Kobe personally, like it's all a joke. Yeah. You know, that's no. as much as you're ever going to get out of that group. Yeah. And, it's just smiles. Yeah. And you know, kind of going back to what my buddy Kent said, it was like, you know, I'm in all these groups and lovely bourbon Society is like one of the more welcoming groups mm-hmm. that I've been a part of. And that's from a guy that's, up until you know we met, he wasn't that big of a bourbon guy, and right. so for him to, to learn from our group, it speaks volumes to our community and, and the fact that everybody's cool and chill about it. You know, in our group, it's so. so much fun. And I've learned not only like I've said a thousand times, like made buddies out of this, which to mm-hmm. me is so neat. But I've learned a lot about whiskeys and what's good and what's not worth spending your money on, and like even like. It's so funny, like so many of us, and you included, like you want that allocated bottle because it feels so good. You told me of a bottle that you got recently over at the Pinkies around Christmas that I'm still so damn jealous yeah. of. Yeah. Your, your birthday burger. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I like to see the posts that people 
say to spend your money on on the everyday that's sitting on the shelf that's never not there. So Travis has turned me on to Maker's Mark Cash Drink. Oh, that's great. always there. Oh my gosh. If you're a weeded guy, that's 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 great. I don't have the bottle, but uh, old granddad one fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think uh-huh. I have a multiple people have posted or just told me in general that they blind tasted that against like some four or five hundred dollar secondary mm-hmm. bottles in old granddad wins almost hundred percent of the time. It's yeah. kind of funny, like we all get caught up in like, ooh, I found a Weller one hundred seven. You know, the biggest thing that I tell people to do if you really want to get into this hobby and you think you know tasting. Blind everything. Go blind. Go get your, um, go get your bookers. Yeah. Because we're talking about um, that that profile, mm-hmm. and go blind it against the one fourteen granddad. Yeah. You'd probably be thoroughly surprised what the outcome. What I do a lot too is if I'm just in the mood, you know, Friday night, and I'll have Cassandra will go because you know I like I said we collect all these glens from different yeah. distilleries and stuff so she can it's easier for her to keep track of what pours and what bottle because they're not just I mean they have a label on them you know what I'm saying yeah. and she'll give me I'll say sometimes I'll say hey I want you to give me this this and this I don't want to know which one's which and I'll blind them and then I'll pick my favorite sometimes I'll say hey let's do a rye night mm-hmm. you know I, I'm a huge rye fan people love or hate rye I am a rye fanatic that's cool and sometimes she'll pull out pull out three rides or like you know maybe a high proof night let me pull yeah. out three high it's so much fun and then you get to really if it's a blind you don't know what you're doing you don't yeah. even know what's there to really train your brain to like yeah. is it really worth the hype to go and find this bottle or could I find it on the shelf for you know yeah 30, 40 bucks dude blind is the way to go if it's you want it is the, the outcomes you can come up with yes absolutely so are you a big rye guy you know I'm not I'm not. So whenever we did this pick, I was really worried about it because I'm like, I don't know if I would truly appreciate this, but... That's my favorite pick of the three. Yeah. But and I, I would say this has more bourbon kind of characteristics is probably why I liked it. Um, but rye's, you know, they just... You know, going back to rye, I, I think, like, blackened rye's, I don't know if I like them. And they're finished mm. in different casks, you know, mm. and stuff like that. Um, I kind of like the blackened rice. I haven't tasted any of the no, blackens. They, I, I do like them. This um, bad boy right here, the E.H. Taylor Straight Rye. That is great. It's the stupidest, <laughs> yes. most that, delicious yeah. rye you'll ever have. Yeah. Midwinter Night Stram. Yes. Yeah. I had that in, in Vegas. In fact, I got a bottle of that here recently. Actually, at that Pinky's release. Yeah. yeah. Nice. You know, I, I Brandon, really like that one too. Brandon actually called me one day. He said, man, I feel like, because when, when we were done doing Meals on Wheels, we all met up at uh, One Guy from Italy. Mm. I guess I was just chatting with him on how much I love Midwinter Night Dream. Mm. I don't remember the conversation. He called me once. He said, wasn't it you that told me you like Midwinter Night Dream? I said, yeah, man, it's unbelievable. I found one. Actually, I, I, a local member, Scott Snodgrass. Oh, um, no, Scott. Yeah. yeah, he's such a cool dude. He Great had guy. a bottle of that, and he was like, eh, I don't really know much about it. I'm willing, you know, I was like, hey, you know, I got something I'll just trade you. If you don't want it, I'll take it. And so we traded, became buds after that. Anyways, I was telling Brandon about that, and he called me. He's like, my dad found two bottles up in um, Colorado. He bought both of them. I don't want both. And, like, he didn't price gouge or anything. Yeah, yeah. That's how it wound up with my other one. That's awesome. A buddy of mine. Hates and I'm using air quotes. You can't see him rise, right? He's been, yeah. I've tried to give him samples of rise. He's like, dude, I don't want that shit. It's rise disgusting. Yeah. He was in Nashville the other day and he sent a picture of him drinking Midwinter Night Dream. He's like, this may be one of the better 
pours I've ever had. Yeah. And I didn't tell him it was a ride because I didn't know if he knew or not. Uh-huh. They didn't want to ruin it for him. When he got back in town, I was like, hey, you do realize he said, I know, shut up. Don't talk to me about yeah. it. I do like rye. I just didn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's all about what you find. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, rye for me are kind of hit or miss. I, I don't go seeking them, but obviously there's certain ones that, you know, whether it be. So, like, you know, Thomas H. Handy, great. I wasn't a big fan of Sazerac Rye the 18. It's just over over oak for me. I place here in town. I think it was good. If I, I will never find it. But if I found a bottle for MSRP, I'd buy it. Oh, for sure. Thomas H. Handy is insanely. This year? Would you imagine that it's 138? I think it's 138. 130? It's 130-something. It, yeah, it's 130. I think this year's is 130.9, maybe. Would you ever have guessed that? Did you no, try it? No, this year's is phenomenal. I really like I thought 2020, was it 2019? One of those, I thought it was the best one, but I think the 2022 this year is phenomenal. This first time I've ever had it, we were just sitting at, uh, you know, once again, our Friday night date night. That's like what we look forward to, man. Yeah. I will give some marriage advice. Once you get married, don't ever stop dating. This has nothing to do with this. <laughs> yeah. That is still your girlfriend. Great. Hopefully you're still her boyfriend or Great however advice. that relationship is. Yep. Don't stop dating your wife. Yeah, yeah. But we do that every Friday, and we wound up at table 82 of all places, and we were sitting there, and I was about to order just some random pour, and I looked up, and my eyes got really big, and Cassandra said, what are you looking at? And I was like, that's Thomas H. Andy. It was my birthday, too. It just happened yeah. to be. She said, order that. And I was like, man, the, the price wasn't crazy. Like, yeah, it yeah. wasn't blowing my mind. And I had that for the first time ever. The guy pulls out from behind the counter, George T. Stagg. Okay. I've never even seen that. I've seen pictures of it. I've never seen it anywhere. And she's like, babe, this is your birthday. This way. I got to try George C. Stagg and Thomas H. This is like three, four weeks ago. But Oh, three, four weeks ago. This was like just right when they released all of them locally to all the, wow. the, the restaurants. And at that point, you never had George C. Stagg. Never seen wow. it. Funny story about that. Um, I was, uh, I asked him what the price was. It was 40 bucks a pour. I'm like, okay, I'll, you know, I've seen it go for way more. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm like, hey, I'll do that. Like, cool. It's my birthday. Like we're here to celebrate. So I did it. And they said, we're competing with, there's a, a restaurant across the street. Mm-hmm. Um, Capital Pizza. Uh, no, no, no. Um, this was over at table 82. So they were competing with Coralito. Oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. They said, we found out what the, and so we can't increase those prices and I was like alright cool I'll take it for 40 bucks a pour while I ordered that the manager came in we heard her because we're sitting at the bar tell the bartender hey um, we're going up to 75 bucks a pour and I said if y'all charge me they didn't they honored but they told me there was some guy this blew my mind he was ordering double George T. Stagg old fashions oh my goodness hey I guess if if you got it teach their own I guess (laughs) I gotta say one funny story that we're gonna wrap it up I told you a minute ago on why my E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof is my my absolute unicorn. So, just getting into hunting, right? Didn't know much about it. Still trying to learn what bottles are really cool, what aren't, what I like, what I don't like that other, you know, the whole scheme. So, um, I show up to Pinky's one Thursday morning, and they had just got a brand new truck in. So, I walk in there, and they... There is more boxes of liquor than I ever knew human lined up in the aisles. Yeah. The worker was very overwhelmed and she snapped at me. So I went in, I was hovering. Um, I have my own routine on how I ask for <laughs> allocated bottles. I'm not going to give away with secrets, but I'm looking at the shelves, you know, seeing what they yeah. have. And she said, Can I help you? And I said, Hey, do you have any? I just seen what you got in. And she snapped at me. She was very rude. I'll be yeah. honest. Like she was extremely rude to me. Mm-hmm. And then I said, um, oh, okay. Like, I could read the room, right? Yeah. 
And then she apologized. So that was cool with me. I don't care yeah. if you're an asshole as long as you admit it, right? Yeah. And she said, I am so sorry. We weren't expecting this big of a shipment. It's like 10 01 a.m. at this time because I was mm-hmm. the asshole waiting. <laughs> she said, If you'll come back at noon, every allocated bottle that we have, I'm not going to tell anybody what we have until you come because I shouldn't have talked to you the way I did. And I was like, Holy cow, you can be rude all you want. Like, I am no harm, no foul. I thought that was so neat yeah. that she acknowledged it. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. I come back at noon. In the meantime, I had text Travis, and I was like, hey, at noon, I'm showing up. <laughs> so he shows up at noon, too. Nice. Didn't even know what E.H. Taylor was at the time. Okay. Yeah. So I get there. I'm like, hey. She remembered me as soon as I walked in. She stopped a customer who was checking out. She said, I'm, I'm so sorry, but I've got to help this gentleman out. So she pulls out a bottle of Heaven Hill. She pulls out a bottle of Yellowstone. And yeah. I, I couldn't tell you what the... Other bottle was and a bottle of E.H. Taylor barrel proof. Nice. So I was like, well, how much is this? And she said, like, that barrel proof was like 85 bucks. And I said, Ugh, I'm pretty sure I'll get murdered if I drop 85 bucks on whiskey right now, which nowadays no. Cassandra understands and she, like, would have mm-hmm. t- totally been said, you're an idiot. And I was like, I can't do that. I can't do that. Yeah. I'm going to take that Heaven Hill because I remember somebody had talked about mm-hmm. on your page. Bottle of mine, yeah, the blue one. Yeah. The, the Heaven bad. Hill seven year bottle on bottle. I like it. 40 bucks at the time. Yeah. 45. So I buy that right before I check out. I said, what do you know about that Yellowstone? She goes, I don't know anything about it. I've never had it. People seem to think it's really good. I'm assuming because of the show. They're not related, mm-hmm. but maybe so. So I was like, yeah. eh, fuck it. I'll take that. So I spend money. I get Heaven Hill bottled and bond. Yellowstone. I spent like ninety dollars, mm-hmm. but I turned down E. H. Taylor Barrel Proof, oh, which is eighty five dollars. Damn, because <laughs> okay. I didn't want to spend the money. Right, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the whole reason I turned that down. because so, one eighty five dollar bottle blew my mind. I'm leaving. I pay the money. Travis drives up and he's like, "Hey, did they have anything?" I said, "Yeah, I got this and this." He's like, "Oh, Heaven Hill's really good." I said, "They had some E. H. Taylor as a like green writing on that." <laughs> he he wouldn't even finish the conversation he ran into the store he said sorry not to be not to be an asshole and he uh, ran in there and grabbed the last one it was the funny because he gave me a sample of that because he felt sorry for it it's just so funny I turned it down because I didn't want to spend the money but I spent more money on two bottles yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying so for that reason alone is why that's my unicorn and I gotta make up for it so I gotta as uh, so I'm gonna give you uh, the last um, the last surprise Oh, there's more. One more the surprise. Keep coming, and 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 as I and I as we do this, I want to give you another story about E. H. Taylor. Okay. All right. That's hilarious, um, man. So, I brought this because um, I try to on my birthday. I always try to open up a, a good bottle. Yeah. You know. Understand. You know. And I thought today would be a, a good day for this. So, look what we got Holy here. Holy cow! It's a fresh crack. Are you shitting me right yeah. now? In fact, you get to crack it. No way. Yeah. Did you get this at that raffle? Not the, no, uh, no. I, actually, I, I didn't mean to say raffle. I meant to say the uh, what you call it. Nope. Um, in Midland. Mm-mm. It's when is your birthday, by the way? March seventeenth. I'm a St. Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day. Yeah. Damn, dude. I can't even. Like, I almost feel guilty doing this. No, no. Oh, I guess for the listener, me and he just pulled out a bottle of George C. Stag. Yeah, I don't remember the year. I want to say it's maybe twenty. Is there a way to tell other than like if you just look up? It's all about proof. Like you just you look at proof. Uh, what proof is that? I'll, I'll look it up. Uh, 130.4 proof. ATS 130.4 proof. And I don't know why I think it's 2020, but I could be wrong. Like, crap. Let me see here. 
So for those of y'all that don't know, there's a, I feel like most people have heard of Buffalo Trace, but there's what they call the BTAC, the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. Consists of five bottles that are like, I don't even want to say impossible to find because impossible would mean, I I feel like it's harder than impossible to find. (laughs) Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, that is 2020. 130.4. Thomas H. Handy. It's a rye. There's the Eagle Rare. I believe it's 17 year. Is that? The the rye? Yeah. No, Uh, no, no. The Eagle Rare. Oh, Eagle Rare. I believe it's 17. Yeah, because Sazerac's 18. get this. Here you go. There it goes. You got it? Then they have the the Sazerac 18 year. George T. Stagg. I feel like I'm missing one. Um... William LaRue Weller. Oh, yeah, William LaRue Weller. We have a buddy of ours that uh, won one in the uh, Ollie's uh, raffles that mm. they were doing for a while. Bless Adrian's soul. He will not crack that open <laughs> without me, Travis, and Steven um, Turbo all together. Mm. And we have not made it work in over a year to where all of our are oh, wow. off the next day. Yeah, He has it sitting at the top of his shelf, and he has not cracked it waiting <laughs> on us. And it's like, bless his ever-loving soul. <laughs> Holy cow, man. Well, happy birthday to you. You can't Thanks, I, man. I can't even explain to you how much this means that you even brought this over here. Yeah, I mean, it's. I was going to crack it this week anyway, so I'm like, good time to do Why it. Why not right on the podcast, promote yeah. a little, little yeah. business here? Why not? Man alive. Cheers, man. Cheers. Appreciate that. So, to the uh, story about each other, I'm probably going to get some shit because I'm throwing some people under the bus here, but. Um, oh, having said that, it's all here for the petty shit, so bring it on. <laughs> so. It was uh, November of 2019. Oh, man. It's so damn good. I will tell you, listener, (laughs) if you're ever at a bar that offers a George T. Stag, get you a pour of that. Pick up an extra shift. Do what you got to do. This the, is amazing. The oak, it's not over oak. It stays with you. It's, it's oh, man. What did you say that was 130.30? That yeah. does not drink 130. Before I tell you about the barrel proof um, chiller story, I got to tell you about my wife's story. Yeah. Okay? So my wife tells me she's not a drinker at all. Really? She is not. Um, occasionally I'll get her get her uh, a cocktail, but no. So one day she goes, I want to get, I want to try this. I want to try bourbon. I'm like, all right. I'm like, oh, what do you want? She's I don't know. Just have me try some stuff. I'm like, right. So I go get from my, my stash, I get three bottles. I go, I'm going to have you blind three things. That's the way to do it too. That's the way to do it to somebody that's not a big bourbon drinker. Blind them. Okay. So I pour two low proofs and one high proof. I pour Hancock's Reserve. Okay. 88.4. 88.4. Have not had it, won it, because I think the bottle's pretty neat. Yeah, I think it's like 88.4, 80.9. Uh, Elmer T. Lee. Oh, nice. Right? Nice. And then a GTS. <laughs> one, okay. and I think it was a 2020, actually. I think it, it was, I know, I know, I know it was, it was no, it was 128-point-something, so it was probably, might be 2021. But anyway, um, so I blinded her, and... Uh, always ask her why don't you like bourbon she's like it's just it's just too hot yeah so she goes and she tries them all she goes i like this one like why she's because um i don't taste alcohol go what do you taste she's like i taste you know you know caramel blah 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 
It was GTS. That's amazing. She doesn't taste alcohol in the 130, yes. which is why this one is so yes. highly sought after. Yeah. This is absolutely amazing. It's it's phenomenal. It's so good. And I know we're probably running out of time, but I'll tell you real quickly the E.H. Taylor. There's no time limit for me. Okay, good. So I go to Riedosa, and I buy... I go into Winch, uh, one, one place. place show, yeah. yeah, and the guy had just acquired it from the, the guy previously, so I right. guess it, you know it was a new liquor store owner. We're shooting the shit, and he was like, "Yeah, I got a bottle of H Taylor, barrel proof." I'm like, "Oh man, I'd love that." And so he's like, "All right, I got two of them." He's like, "Do you want both of them?" I'm like, "No, I can't do that. I got I'm gonna do one," and I'm thinking, "I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy that hoards." Yeah, but I'm like, you know Let what? Someone else enjoy. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna sit my father-in-law tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> my thought process, <laughs> and it turns out that we got snowed out. We couldn't even get off that mountain, dude. So when we push came to shove, we just had to leave. So the other one stayed there. I come back home to but love it. But you did get yours. I got mine. Yeah. Okay. And I come back, and I at this time we always, every time I would drink, I would drink at Ben's house, and Jeremy was there, and so we, these guys weren't into bourbon then. Okay. And so. Um, Poured them the EH Taylor Braille Proof. And I was like, this is this is bourbon, guys. And they're like, cool. A few months pass, maybe a year or so, and then they started into bourbon. And they, they were both, at some point, we're talking about EH Taylor Braille Proof. I'm like, y'all had this. It's like, you know, we've never had it. And I'm like, no. I, I get I, this, I, was, I, your, this yes. was your gateway into bourbon. Yes. But it was so funny. That's kind of always been the running joke between us three is that y'all, y'all had it when y'all didn't know what it was. You know, it's, it's, That's so funny, man. I feel like that's some shit that uh, Travis Hernandez would do is like, <laughs> if you go to his house and like, you're like, oh, I'm just a tequila drink or whatever, he's going to give you the fucking cream of the crop and not ever tell you. That, yeah. And he's just going to be thinking to himself like these guys have no idea what, <laughs> what's in store for them. Actually, these guys have no idea. Their wives have no idea what's in yeah. store for them. The yeah, next pretty two much. Years. Yeah. That is hilarious. But you have to have some man. cool wives to be involved in a, in a hobby like this, I think. I don't disagree with that at all. And like, I, I may have said it since we hit record, but I know I was telling you before we started recording that the hunting that is done in this household mm-hmm. is my wife. My wife is type A personality. You'll never tell her she can't do something. Hence why she's achieved some of the, the Botox and some of the yeah, other yeah. stuff. It doesn't matter. but Because no one's ever going to tell her she can't do it. And if you tell her you're not going to find an E.H. Taylor single barrel, you know, mm-hmm. she's going to say, fuck you. I'm going to go find <laughs> yeah. one. And she's going to find one. That's it's awesome. amazing, man. So what I guess I need to put out into the open is Cassandra will never find a bottle of George Kinsey. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, man. We're going uh, to Riedosa, uh on Thursday. I'm definitely oh, nice. stopping at one place. And yeah, show. yeah. They had a bottle of uh, store pick actually of the Jack Daniel single barrel barrel proof. Did you ever try that one? Are you a fan of the I single love, barrel proofs? I love Jack Daniel's profile. I mean, granted, everybody has these. Uh, Associations with college and drinking and all that, Same, but me um, included. I I really love the single barrel barrel proof that they have. Um, and to <laughs> me, honestly, I think one of the better products that no one talks about is that bottle and bonded man. Have you had the bottle and bonded? I haven't had it yet. So it's funny you talk about the college stuff. Is I'm not a fan of Jack Daniel's Old Number Seven. Yeah. Because I drank so much of it, I took so many shots, I had so many headaches and so mm-hmm. many throwing up mornings whenever I was 21, 22 years old. Um, a buddy of mine I did him a favor long story and so he bought me a bottle of Jack Dino single barrel when the barrel proof but just like I think it's a silver silver yeah, yeah, yeah. label still mm-hmm. the same bottle and I was like mm, wow this is not the Jack Daniels I remember 
And then Travis was in Win Place and Show one time and called me. He's like, hey, man, they have this score pick of the barrel proof. It's whatever. Eh, I'll try it. Unbelievable. I, I if it. I see it, I buy it now. I'm a, we're going to the Jack Daniels Distillery. We're going to Nashville in July to see oh, nice. uh, uh, George Stapleton. Uh, George, Stap- oh. George Strait and Chris Stapleton. Oh, no, that's... Dude, that's the tour I've been wanting to watch so bad. It's yes. Little Big Town, Chris Stapleton, George Strait. Oh, my gosh. In Nashville, Tennessee. Which that... We've been wanting to go to Nashville for years. We just never had an excuse to go. You'll never meet a bigger George Strait fan than my wife. Oh, wow. So, wow. we plan this whole trip. Obviously, we're going to drive that's an hour phenomenal. to get to Lynchburg to go to Jack oh, yeah, Daniels. Sure. I'm hoping, like, every crossed finger that I can that they have one of those distiller picks that they have. Oh, yeah. Even if it's one of those cute little mini bottles, I don't because I have one from twenty twenty one that I haven't even cracked yet. Oh, yeah. um, I'm a big Jack Daniels fan. I really am. Do you like the old number seven? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, I I, I probably need to revisit it. I haven't had it since I was twenty two years old. Yeah. I mean, it's got that typical, you know, mm. kind of the banana. Sour yeah. It's. I, I just I, I the single barrel barrel proof to me is where it was that that was the one when barrel proof was so hard to find a lot of other stuff that. At the price point, yep, like 50, 60 bucks you could find. Yep, every day it's an everyday buy, and it. I love it on a big ball of ice. Like that's the one. That's my we jam. We did a tasting one time. It was me, Travis, and his brother in law Tyler. And I think between the three of us, we had like twelve bottles of all different batches. <laughs> oh yeah, it was unbelievable. In fact, I got Travis to give me a. He had a barrel pick of the I think the barrel proof, and he, he you know he gave me a sample of it. And it was phenomenal. Like. Yeah, it's probably stuff. the win place and show one. Yeah. But I think they're officially out, which he told me the other day. I was like, dang it, because we're going up there in a couple of days. I was going to buy one. Nice. But that one is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. That's a, such a good pour. So go, for those of y'all that aren't members, um, just go to Facebook, type in Lubbock Bourbon Society. LBS is what we call it, but Lubbock Bourbon Society. Uh, click to join the group. Answer all the questions. You have to answer every question. Because They'll ask, and it's some pretty vague. It's not yeah, like, you vague. know, what's the middle name of your second no, one. No, but no. there's it's, just to basic. make sure that it's not scam, essentially, or spam. Yeah, spam, spam scam, spam, same thing. Just, just answer them uh, to your best of your knowledge. We're obviously going to go look at your profile to make sure you're not a scammer with all these... If it asks, do you have it? Like, how did you hear about the group? No, it's just... It's Damn, just, look as if you can give, promote yeah. that having said that. <laughs> no, but, I mean, we di- we definitely now vet very, pretty closely. I feel like you have to, man. We have like, to. We have such a good thing going on. Yes. You have to continue that. Yeah. It, it would be, like, I would be legitimately upset if this group got shut down because some a-hole. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think a lot of people think, oh, we just accept any and everybody. You know, that's kind of one of the criticisms we got from some people at some point, but always at, at this point, I mean, the group is great because we do a great vetting. Yeah. You know, we, if we wanted to, we could be 5,000 already. Yeah. With the amount of uh, requests that come in, mm-hmm. we could have been five, double what we're at. See, like looking at the number of members doesn't really mean anything. No, it doesn't. To me, it's the members that Quality. are in the group. If you have 20,000 members, but the same group of people that we have right now, mm-hmm. that would be amazing. Yeah. But you have the same people. We talked about, and oh, my wife is about to murder me when she listens to this. <laughs> we just built a house. You've yeah, yeah. obviously Great. got to see some of it. The it's back, amazing. The backyard is what's cool, and you didn't even see the pool with the cover off. Yeah. But I, I've mentioned a couple of times, and obviously I can't have fucking 2,000 people here, but <laughs> I want to do an event yeah. in the backyard of my house. Summer's going to roll around. We're right, knocking around the corner to where I can take that top off and enjoy the swimming pool. 
I've got a bar back there that I need to show you. I want to show you before you leave real quick. Uh, we got a bar. Like, I want to do some sort of event, even if it's like a, hey, everybody that volunteer gets to go to Landry's house. I'm going to cook some brisket. It's going to be a good time. Pending wife's approval. Let's, well. Let's let's base it. One thing that we all know, it's a lot easier to ask for forgiveness from <laughs> no, right? Sandra is a an ongoing member yeah. she would be okay with it hey so let's let's do something maybe where uh if people come volunteer at whatever event you mm-hmm. want mm-hmm. that'll be the uh after event from the after the volunteer we really need to do that uh smoked briskets on me smoked queso and smoked mac and cheese those are my three uh nice. like go-to's whenever i do it. i'll provide all that we'll do some bottle shares in yeah. the backyard we'll do a bottle share at your place after a volunteer event that'll that be fun man yeah that'll be fun Go check out the page. I hope everybody uh, enjoyed this listen. If I have new listeners, I'm really hoping, because we're going to share this on like, the links on our page. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will ask real quick. This is just like shameless pugs, and I don't give a shit. Go, like whatever you're listening to this podcast on, it's on everything. Amazon, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple, and like some other like things I didn't know you could listen to podcasts on. One thing that I ask personally is that everybody who's just listening for the first time, go and like and um, follow my page on whichever one you're doing. That way every time I release a new episode, it'll show up on your phone. And all I ask is that you share it with one person. Keep in mind, I don't make any money off this. It's just fun for me to do. And I can kind of track like who's listening from where. I'm in 12 different countries. I've got, I think I'm at like 30 plus states in the United States. If I could get to that 50, that would be the coolest (laughs) thing in the world. I don't know where where my uh, Rhode Island listeners are, but they're not here yet. (laughs) Um, anyways, come join our group though. And I, the group, I mean, LBS, like Manny and the guys have done so many cool things, created friendships. It's just a blast. Even if you're not a whiskey drinker, like join the group. Yeah. It's a blast. Yeah. We have a lot of community, uh, stuff to do. So if you're in Lubbock, it's, you'll, you'll find a good cause to be part of. What I think is cool too. I'm just going to say it real quick. So you're, you're not from, but you live in Midland. so me and my wife are originally from Loveland. Okay, I always we, we 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 went to high school together. I've known her since second grade. Okay, and uh, I graduated tech. Um, oh, cool. She, um, our family still live here. That's why we're always back here, and we live in Midland. We just with her career, we we've, we've hopped around different states. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, we we come here all the time. Yeah, you live in Midland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy lives in Austin. Austin. Ben lives here. Ben lives so here. So does Stephen. And Steven Nava, Ben yep. Lawson, Jeremy is Ariaga. Jeremy Ariaga lives in Austin, yep. It's kind of cool, like we're so spread out, but everyone's roots are here in the LBK, baby. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, join the group, if for nothing else, um, when December rolls around, uh, the 12 <laughs> yeah. days leading up to Christmas is always a blast. It's a lot of like, blast. Like, yeah, you get like some free stuff if you win, but y'all come up with the funniest, most absurd ways to try to win the <laughs> bottle or the pour or whatever. The, yeah badass glasses I've won yeah. I wrecked fucking shop two years ago 12 days of Christmas we, you, y'all give away stuff yeah. I won 5 out of 12 days that almost 50% I think yes. people were starting to think that there's yeah. something going on and I don't even know who you were at the time <laughs> yeah that was I was brand new to the group <laughs> yes you were and then last year I think I won one and Cassandra won one which yeah. was so funny but that's it's just it's shit fun. like that yeah man. it's fun it's a lot of fun so for sure. th- thanks for coming over, man. I know yeah, we've been talking about this for a long time. I had a blast. I cannot thank you enough for that last pour. That's oh, amazing. No. This no. is a blast. So funny that we all picked number two for this yes. pick. Look for that Rebecca Creek coming up. Yeah. That'll um, be actually out in two weeks. I was going to ask what the process is. Okay. You all decided this is the one we want. You let Rebecca Creek know. 
essentially a four-week turnaround, and it's in the bottle right. in so the store Strand, with the sticker? It's funny. It's, it depends on just the timeline. Strandhands took us like months upon months. But thankfully, Re- Rebecca Creek's going to do uh, two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so in about two weeks. So th- I think your podcast is kind of our first mention. This is the little teaser to this it? It's a little teaser to it. I am I wholeheartedly honored yeah, yeah. to do that. I was wondering if you were even going to be able to tell me what it was. Yeah, but. no, no, no. I, I, I uh, talked to the board and we're like, hey, that's awesome. It's a good, it's spread a good, the word. Yeah, spread the word. That's this will awesome, be a, this is the coming out party so for our cool. next pick. That is so damn cool. Awesome. Yeah. So y'all keep in mind for that. And honestly, like this is a shameless plug and I don't care. Woody, Woody. Kate okay. doesn't even know I'm talking about this, but like go to Woody's Liquor. That play 80 second slide um, in that little shopping center there. He's always got stuff on the shelves. He's got some stuff on the counter. If you're not even a drinker, you need to go in and shake his hand and say you heard about him on having said that because you're going to leave with a smile on your face. I, I truly mean that wholeheartedly. No, he's a great guy. Me and my old neighbor, um, buddy of mine, used to go there all the time on Fridays, you know, go mm-hmm. get some TX, go get something, this and that. I will tell you real quick, he, Kay told me the coolest um, project to do. We call it Project Whiskey, okay? This is all, okay. This is how I knew this guy is someone I wanted to shop at his store, okay? And I want you to try this, Okay. You need to buy a bottle of Oak and Eden. Okay. okay. Anyone, it doesn't matter. Drink it or pour it out. It doesn't matter. It's not for everybody. But you know they have the stave that comes yeah, in yeah, there? Yeah. So you pull that out and you put it in a bottle. This is all K's talking. You put it in a bottle of, uh, I don't know why, the red one. Cab Sav maybe? Okay. Something red. I don't fucking know. Yeah. That's K. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let it, the stave sit in that bottle for six weeks. Okay. Week number six, either drink the wine. If you're not a wine person like myself, just pour it out. You know, it doesn't have to be an expensive bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah. Take your stave out and you toast it. So now we're going to, I'm going to turn you on to some toasted barrel. Okay? Oh, wow. Toast it in your oven for 30 seconds. Okay. Take that stave out and you're going to drop it in a bottle of Evan Williams single barrel. Oh, Evan Williams single barrel is great. It's, it's like, so good. what, 25, 30 bucks too? Yeah, yeah. So drop it in there, and now you've let... So this stave has set in the Oak and Eden whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's been toasted. No, 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 no. Set, set into some wine after that. Then it's been toasted. Now you let that stave sit in your Evan Williams single barrel for another six weeks. So we're like summer-long projecting. Yeah, yeah. Six weeks, taste that Evan Williams single barrel with that whole stave that's been through a mm-hmm. lifelong journey. Yeah. Your mind will be fucking blown uh. He was telling us that once, so we bought it. We did the whole... And, of course, we saved some Evan Williams single barrel by itself to do, like, a side-by-side tasting. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And I thought that was so... When he was telling us that, we were like, we don't know this dude. Like, we're just chatting. I was like, you're on to something, man. No, he's got... He he knows his stuff, man. It's a good guy. He's just so nice. And when he's not there and his wife's there, I'll sit and chat with her, too. She's just all smiles all the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're great people. Cassandra... Doesn't mind whiskey, but she preferred the flavored stuff. Yeah. Um, and I called them a couple years ago, and I said, "Hey, and I came over to Samuel's wife, and I was like, do 'Do y'all have the Crown uh, Royal Salted Caramel? That's the one that comes out yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas.'" He said, "Yeah. Why do you want that though? <laughs> I'll never forget this conversation. I'm on the phone with him. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, because my wife likes it." He goes, "Cool. I'm gonna save you some money, which I respected him for this." Yeah. He said, "Come up here right now, because they were gonna close in 15 minutes." Yeah. I, hauled ass up there and I was like what do you got for me Kay he said um, old smoky salted caramel is way better than crown you're gonna save yourself about 25-30 bucks wow 
he could have made my money and he didn't, yeah. which told me that he respects the drinker more than the money. Yep. But he said, that now, if there's a flavor of Old Smoky, we have it. Yeah. We do the scrape bourbon whiskey that she makes it with. It's just, you yeah. know, I could go on a whole podcast about how good of a guy Kay is. <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy. Anyways, man, thank you again for coming. This was a blast. It was. Um, Thanks for inviting me. You know, I'm going to send you the link. I want you to share this podcast whenever it comes out. Yeah, It'll yeah, come out sure. next week and... Uh, Get me some new listeners. I'll get you some new members. We'll yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> help each other out. Yeah, and then we'll um, we'll tie this into the um, the release. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, once again, before we leave, go uh, holler at me whether it's a message or whatever it is, or my wife Cassandra for kids my Botox. I know a lot of you out there are insecure about those wrinkles. I think we should all age naturally. You women are all beautiful, but. If you want to improve your uh, wrinkly face, uh, we have you. Wrinkly, sweaty palms. We can Botox those sweaty palms. Uh, fix your lips. Uh, kiss my Botox. And definitely 100% go check out uh, Op Reset, OperationReset.org and help out our buddy Brad Veal, Health and Veterans. We appreciate you all. See you.